This is the film wrap up. They wanna know, we tell them once and they still ask us. The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film raps, bro, we keep it real, that's us. Mic check one, two, one, two. By now you should know what time it is. It's the 12th episode of the film wrap up. And like always, I'm one of your hosts, the film fiend, and I'm with my co-host. It's the rap nerd. You already know what it is. What's good, fam? How much, man? How you doing, bro? Oh, I'm chilling. I'm blessed. We made it to 2020. So, hey, don't <laughs> jinx it, bro. We, we still got a few more days left. You're right. You're right. Let me shut up. <laughs> well, uh, did anything uh, drop recently? You know, exciting uh, at all? Nothing much, but just a movie called One Woman 84. That's about it. So, you know, mm. light work dropped in theaters and in uh, cinema. I mean, excuse me. At the same damn time. HBO Max at the same time. Yeah, you know, helping the theaters out, even though people were saying that this is gonna mess up things. But you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing. Hey, you wonder why I call you petty? Hey, man, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm a visionary, <laughs> man. I be like, I be hearing people talk, and I'm just like, do you, like, are you sure that you you, you should be saying this right now? Like, <laughs> like you don't see, but you know, I, I exactly. Well, um. One of the topics this year, we, well, one of the topics we got today is most anticipated films of 2021. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Woman 1984 was in my list of last year for this year. Yeah. Uh, my quick question. Well, my question is, did it live up to your expectations? What's your thoughts on slight review of the film? Ah, boy. Uh, you might have to do more than a slight review. Because... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. And you know, you know, mm. out of anybody, and you're in the same boat. But you know, I'm mm. a DCEU guy. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, this movie was a letdown, bro. Like mm. a letdown. Like, I, like I love DC, but I'm not about to let certain things slide. I can't. Like, and um, let, let me preface this too by saying that I, I still do like it. I can say that, like when I first watched it, I kind of didn't know what to feel. I was kind of like, I don't. And I legit watched this movie four times because that's crazy. Because every time I watched it, I was like, there's something in here that I like, but I know for sure I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. But I just know that it it it's a disappointment, man. So mm-hmm. I guess before we you know we move on, like you know to the review, what do you think? Like, what, what are your feelings on it? Uh, my feelings are simple. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, the movie was great. You, you, are you serious right now? Greatly disappointing, bro. Yeah, I was about to say, ain't no damn way. <laughs> no possible way. For a guy who loved Wonder Woman, the first one, is no way you can say. <laughs> you heard that awkward pause? Nah, yeah, but this movie, um, <clears throat> and this is coming from me. I think I'm I'm probably the only person I know or I, that I've seen on social media that actually had the first Wonder Woman as the number one uh, DCU film. I, I don't know too many people that, that had that. So to say my expectations for this film was through the roof, uh, was through the roof. And um, it, it let me down in almost every way possible, Dang. to be honest. Yeah, man. And like you said, we're both DC fans and I guess you would, people would expect glowing reviews from us, but we keep it a hundred, no matter what property it is. Yeah. But um, before I don't want to seem like a because I'm seeing on Twitter and social media period, people are just celebrating. I guess the low ratings and 
you know, not liking it as much. So that, that's not what I or we're gonna do. I'm, no, we're that's gonna, trash. That's trash. Mm -hmm. That's garbage. It, like, there's no denying it though. This film is a letdown. Yeah. And not not just like you. I didn't watch it four times, but I watched it once or one and a half. And I could find some stuff that I like in the film. Mm -hmm. Like this film is two hours and thirty minutes. And I didn't feel like this film started like hitting its grind or finding its stride until like an hour fifteen, an hour thirty minutes into the film, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say the an hour first, and a half. Like, yeah, hour and a half. The first half or the first act and half of the second act was dreadful. Like I had my hand <clears throat> like on top of my head, you know that disgust face, like like what the f <laughs> <laughs> like at a certain point, I was running through my mind. I'm like, damn, I'm, I actually hate this film. That's how it <laughs> felt for the first half. All jokes aside, I'm not even. This is this. I'm not. I'm not trying to put up a friend or anything. Like, the, I, I was highly, highly disappointed. And the main reason for that is, uh, they set a tone and a precedence for Wonder Woman and her character from the first movie, mm -hmm. and. It was all laid out for them. All you had to do was build on top of that. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they decided to do a complete 180 tone, the tone wise, at least the first half of the film. Like, I understand this was supposed to be like 1980s vibe or whatever, but call me crazy. The 1980s wasn't just fun and like quirky, like it at had, all. Exactly. Like I'm tired of seeing these films. They'd be like, oh, this is set in 1980. It, they, but they only it, portray one side of the yeah, 1980s. Like they, like the 80s was just all like neon colors and all everyone's exactly. just dancing and we're doing hip hop and we're just, you know, what's the other side? Like this is like the crack era. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> literal heroin era. Like it was bad. Ronald Reagan was one of the worst presidents to enable all of this stuff. And it's just, you, you ignore all by of watching Exactly. By watching these films, you, you you couldn't tell me that I wasn't born in the 80s, so I'm not, I don't know, but I, I know a lot of people born in the 80s. My sister is, she's mid 80s or whatever. <clears throat> I know for a fact that's not how the 80s were. And as much as Hollywood wants to portray it to make it seem like that, which is false. But back to the film, like you, they start, this is a spoiler review, right? I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Before. before we start, if you haven't seen this movie, you might want to skip because this is all spoilers so mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead yeah um they they did a disservice to themselves because <clears throat> from the start of the movie they go to demonstera with uh the amazons and all that good stuff and they set a tone and i'm like okay this this resembles a little bit of the first uh wonder woman so that's what i was kind of expecting even though i saw the trailers yeah it has the feel and then they go like, like yeah they had the feel the vibe it, it, I'm like yeah, okay it's in the first movie like you watch it and you're like okay okay cool the mm -hmm. music that you know the um the the, the, the opera like uh 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 yes uh, 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 and it's just building that energy and you're like okay all right bet let's go you know what i'm saying exactly and they tried to set um a message i guess and uh, from the start of the film I'll get to that later, or actually, I'll let you get to that later. But um, so we leave that, and then oh, 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 oh. before you go past that, right? They send a message, right? I'm, I'm gonna stop here. And this right uh -huh. here is the first issue of the movie. And sidebar for this: 
the reason why I think this this DCEU movie specifically is getting panned as bad because to me it's the only movie in the DCEU besides Justice League and Suicide Squad of course that does things that are that are technically wrong from a storytelling standpoint like mm-hmm. if you look at Man of Steel BVS uh, even the first Wonder Woman and so on, a lot of the, the, the gripes are like personal opinionated ones. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I can see that. But with this one, there's just stuff that you can't ignore that don't make sense. Like if I ask you as a fan, if you like this movie, what about that? You don't have nothing to say to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's okay, true. So, so I say all that to say this. The first scene, right? It presents this message about you shouldn't cheat and take shortcuts or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That message doesn't, correlate specifically anywhere in the other in the rest of the film at all like like you can reach now you can reach and say like oh diana wishing for steve to come back is trying to cheat but it's not that's not what that is it, it ain't it don't correlate or you could even say max Lowell is, is is cheating for trying to wish up to happen but it's the connective tissue between cheating and anything in the movie is non-existent and to me that is the first flaw where it's like because when i saw that scene right I'm expected mm-hmm. to pay off somewhere. Like, okay, it's going to be about cheating. So, someone's going to cheat and they're going to mention it here or mention it there. And it's going to come around full full circle. Mm-hmm. It never happens. Mm-hmm. So to me, it just makes that first scene, as good as it is, pointless. Yep. I because agree. not only is it a, a, a message that doesn't pay off in the movie, but it sets you up to think the movie is going to be that tone. And then it just, I'll let you go from there. No, that, that that's exactly what I'll say. And and you said maybe I guess her wishing for Steve Trevor was her uh, cheating kind of, but in reality, she didn't actually wish for Steve Trevor because she held a stone. It was like a wishful, playful thing. Oh, if I had one wish, this would be it. It's not like she held it. She was I wish she was back or something like that. Unless I'm missing something. No, but and that's another issue with it. It's kind of like. She holds it and she closes her eyes and it's kind of like, you know, it's not like, it's not a real wish. It's not like she's being like, oh God, I wish it. She just kind of thinks it. And and you don't really know because that's what confused (laughs) me when he came back. I was like, what? (laughs) When did she make a wish? And then as my wife was like, I think she made the wish holding a rock. And I was like, bro, that's that's the wrong way to do (laughs) show Mm -hmm. not tell. You know what I'm saying? They always say show not tell. That's the wrong way Mm -hmm. to do it. So. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm I'm reviewing along with you because we kind of have some of the same things. So exactly. I'm, I'm like, sorry. That the fact that we were able to review and mind you, these points, like we talked obviously we talked about this before. We didn't even bring these those points up. The fact that we're able to bounce off each other shows how obvious, like these mistakes or whatever they did was. But um, yeah. So they set the tones with the Amazons and all that, and then right after that. I understand. I saw what um, they were going for. They went for that um, um, Christopher Reeves, Superman, Superman 2 vibe with her saving, you know, stopping all these petty crimes and all that. And, and, and no that reason. joyful feeling. Yeah, that's cute and all. And it worked perfect. And it worked perfect in 1978. Like in, two, in 2020, it, it felt cheesy to, to from my perspective. Like, I understand uh, what, like I said, I understand what they're going for, but to me, it, it came off extremely cheesy and cringe worthy. And then you get to the mall <laughs> scene. Oh my God. 
I, I read an article that said I guess Warner Brother wanted to cut that or the Amazon scene. This is the one few times that I'm going to agree with the executives. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, they, they should have just snipped it. Get, like, don't that. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh. the like, huh? No, I'm just I'm just saying. Say, oh my god, man! Like, yeah, because like right from that, my eyes rolled from the back of my head. I'm like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me! And it didn't get any better from that. Keep <laughs> after... on this scene for a second. Man. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It's just, and I'm sorry, people. If you love this movie, I'm sorry for laughing, but it's just I'm watching it. Like, why? Like. Like it's just it's just little stuff that they put in the scene to make it even more hokey than it has to be. Mm-hmm. Like yes. the whole sequence isn't hokey, but it's just they do little stuff that's just like, come on, bro. Like this is this makes this whole thing corny. I don't even think it's cheesy because I think cheesy is different than corny. Corny is where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh come on. Cheesy is like, mm-hmm. mm, you no, know, yeah, I, I, it's cheesy, but <laughs> I can let it slide. But some of this stuff was corny, bro. Like when she threw my man through the drum. And he goes mm-hmm. through it, and he's spinning around. It's like, come on. Well, I got a question, though. Like, the dude that, that took the kid hostage, right? What was his master plan of getting away? Hanging the the kid off the... Dangling him off the ledge, and then what? It's not like they had a weapon. Did he have a weapon pointed at the kid? No. Like, like bro, he does that before one woman even shows up. So it's just like... I'm saying, like, he's saying, oh, I don't want to go back to jail. I don't want to go back to jail. But you're in the same place holding it. Like, you're not going to escape by doing that. Like, it, it was pointless. It, it was just there to, I guess, to show how heroic um, Wonder Woman was since uh, the first Wonder Woman. And it felt flat. It was unnecessary. It could have been told a different way. And, and that itself highlights the problem with Wonder Woman 1984, the script. A lot mm. of unnecessary yeah. bullshit. Like it, that made no sense. I felt like this film was fighting with, with itself at times. Yes. Because, like I said, the first half of the film, un, almost unbearable for me. And then, and then you get to maybe it's is it like the second midway through the second act, the warehouse scene. Even Egypt, the Egypt, the Egypt scene wasn't that bad, but it had some. It was uneven. Mm-hmm. But the warehouse scene, from that point on, the warehouse. Oh, oh, White House. Oh, I'm sorry, the White House. I'm sorry, the White House scene from that point on. I don't know who was directing the first film. It definitely the first half. It wasn't Patty Jenkins. Maybe she. I don't know. She had an intern doing it, but you could clearly see during the White House scene that she took command. And Wonder Woman, that I the film I expected it to be, from that point on, was that film. Yeah, I and that's it. how I felt like from the from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That tone should have been the whole film, like, and it's clear as day. It was two different tones, like the script was horrible, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and, and and that right there to me is the biggest issue with the movie. It's like mm-hmm. the script presents plot holes and ideas that just don't work that nobody can deny. Like I said, the rest of the DCEU movies, you may not like them because for opinions. And, and mm-hmm. the choices the director and the writers wanted to make, but here, the script makes no sense. Like, mm-hmm. why did Steve inhabit another dude's body? <laughs> I quit. I let you have that one. Like, it, like, <laughs> like, like, for one, the way it was handled was weird. Like, Ned, you know, she she's walking through this party, and and keep in mind, mm-hmm. it it almost kind of just 
I feel like the movie almost kind of turns Diana into just like a sex symbol in a sense because from the start, every time mm-hmm. Diana is walking somewhere, it's always a man like, "Hey, hey, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing?" <laughs> Trying to hit on her, and I'm like, I get it the first time, but it kept happening over and over mm-hmm. and over again, and it's kind of like. I get why they were doing it because they were trying to foreshadow Steve showing up, mm-hmm. but it's just it, it just hammered it up a little too much. So that's that's one thing. But you, you, Steve walks in there and it's a it's a different dude, and you're kind of like okay. And then she says the line, you know, whatever he says, and she's like, "You don't know me." And then the camera starts to pan, and then it and then it goes from the regular dude to Steve, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. So that that in itself is kind of like okay, this is kind of weird. I know Steve is coming back, but so why is he a different person? And then he <laughs> he proceeds to take her home, and they pretty much <laughs> it's implied that they sleep together. And mm-hmm. wakes up, you, look, you know, you think it's Steve, and he looks in the mirror, and he's still the same guy. And it's just like, what is like what? And it's just that like part completely confused me, bro. Like an unnecessary. Because my thing about it is, from a writer's standpoint, right? The dude's mm-hmm. body he inhabited. Where the hell is he at? Yep, that's what I was saying. Like it's clear this dude has a job because he has his own apartment. So he just didn't work. He, like, he just didn't show up to work. <laughs> does he have kids? Does he have a family that's looking for him? Like it's just like what happened. Mm-hmm. And again, that's an issue that is non-excusable. There's nothing you can say about that. You know what I mean? Um, so I agree. My point is though, like, what was the reasoning for bringing Steve Trevor into somebody else's body? Uh, it's a wishing stone or whatever, and it was capable of wishing whatever it is that you wanted it to be. So they made a why couldn't you? Huh? They made a wish, and 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 a great wall was shot out the ground in Egypt. Exactly. Like, what's so hard about bringing Steve back in his regular body? It, my point exactly like this is what i mean the script is terrible unnecessary like this was I, how are you in the writing room and obviously you have to other people have to read this you read the script and you see this unfolding you think this is all right this this, this is genius yeah let, let's let's add it like it, it doesn't make sense to me it's because you have a comic book writer in in in, in the the lead role of the writer that's why the script is the way it is like this movie literally feels like they took a comic book and used the actual Mm -hmm. comic book as a screenplay but didn't adapt it as a screenplay see that's why the adaption that's that's what that means when you adapt something you don't do it word for word or or page to page that's what i'm saying you translate it into a film and obviously exactly some parts don't work people should know that you work in hollywood it's not his first movie i i don't think no, he's. I don't know if he's had like. He, I don't know if he's helmed it like specifically because on the credits, mm-hmm. Jeff Johns is who we talking about. His name is mm-hmm. first on the on, on a screenplay written by. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing he had the authority, you know, the main authority to write it, and it said Patty mm-hmm. Jenkins helped, but I just, I I, I don't know. I, I I don't see her agreeing with any of this when she wrote monster you know i don't i just don't mm. it doesn't really make sense to me that she would agree to, to, to this academy stuff. award winning yeah but you wrote this like come on i don't i don't, I don't believe that mm. so uh any other issues you had with it or like uh i don't want to go through the whole yeah. thing, like yeah we, we need to get this out because we know we've been texting crazy oh i got a lot of um issues with it 
another issue I understand uh, some people you, you're probably would, would disagree with me with this one they love uh, Cheetah like the Cheetah character the, the girl that played Cheetah and all of that yeah Kristen Wiig but to me yeah Kristen there it is Kristen Wiig but to me I had a big issue from the moment I met her the moment really? I saw her on screen I'm like oh they're doing a le- they're doing uh, Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Jamie Foxx's <laughs> character yeah Right off the bat, I'm like, I'm like, really, like this trope is not played out already. Jim, Jim what is it? Jim Carrey's, um, um, Riddler from from the Batman films, like. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm so tired of that trope. Like, you, <laughs> that's just lazy writing, in my opinion. Like rehashing something that's been done over and over again. There, there's better ways that you could have handled that, and. And I think they misuse the cheetah character altogether. Yeah, that, I, yeah, that's for sure. Because to me, I don't know about you, but when I hear Wonder Woman, there's only two villains that come to mind for me. It's either Ares, which they used in the first one, and then Cheetah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's even Cheetah first. Yeah, it's Cheetah. And for her to be, yeah, it's Cheetah for me as well. But for her to be, like she was thrown aside, and you didn't actually see Cheetah till you know till like the last five minutes of the film and and technically you didn't really see it because it was all dark because they knew how they... <sighs> i don't want to make it seem like i'm ripping this movie it's just it's just aggravating because like i said wonder woman 2017 that came out was my favorite dcu film and my host for this film was high and from i don't know this is the, uh a letdown so to say the least but i did like um Pedro Pascal, I thought his performance, like he he gave his all. Like yeah, I agree. Yeah, really yeah. he put his all acting in. Acting that, yeah, a thousand percent. The, his character um, was, I mean, yeah, he, he he had some issues, but yeah, I like his performance and also a lot of the humor didn't land for me, especially in the beginning. Ugh, like I, I didn't find it funny. And they try and they rehashed the um, fish out of water thing that they did with Diana in the yeah. first film, and it didn't work as well for me at this one. And the biggest issue I had with this film is felt for a uh, formulaic. It felt like a tradi- like a typical superhero movie that was made like early in the two thousands when superhero movies weren't wasn't taken seriously. So mm-hmm. that's what it, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's a safe, uh, mm-hmm. it's just a safe, you know, superhero flick that the whole family can enjoy. That's probably one of the yeah. only, like, one of the biggest good points about it is I can watch it with my mm-hmm. daughter. But you know, yeah. But once again, let me. <laughs> it may seem like I hate this film, which is far from it. It's just that my expectations were high for it. So if I if like this is a middle of the road film, it's like a a C movie in my opinion. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't hate it. It has some great points, but it just has some unforgivable um, things that did in it. Okay, so you stated your piece. Let me, let me get into I'm, I'm not going to carry this on too long, but I'm going I'm to oh, get go into ahead. some stuff that I thought was like just not good that you didn't mention. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, the, I, I, I pray to God that Wonder Woman 3, they get the stunt team from Wonder Woman 1 back on here. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, Mm. I mean, the clear wire work was just a true. Like it, it's, it's almost painful to watch some of these fighting scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, you, 
it's just I don't know what happened, honestly. Like the, the, the first two scenes, like the mall scene, that her just whipping around, it's just clear wire work. Mm-hmm. In Egypt, like like especially that scene when she first runs out the car and it's like a slow motion shot from the waist up of her running towards the screen. It's just like what? Like <laughs> I don't I don't get it, man. And that that's so jarring to me. And I do and one better than that is like right after the emotional punch scene after you know Steve Trevor, you know, is away after she renounces her wish and it shows mm-hmm. her running in the street. Like it <laughs> It does not look good, bro. It looks like she's on a treadmill. Mm. Like you don't even see her feet touching the ground. Mm-hmm. And it's it's extremely jarring because it's not like you can't see it. You it's clear. And I don't know, man. Like like that for me, the stunt work and the action needed a whole lot of work. Besides like the last act and the White House is when they got it right. And I was like, this is how you do it. This is stunt choreography. So like I said, I don't know who directed that aspect, but it was totally different. And everything we saw. Um, my other issue with the movies, again, I said, like you said, Cheetah was underused. Um, I mm-hmm. think it should have focused more on them opposed to Maxwell Lord. And that's more of an opinion. I can't really say that's 100% fact because some people didn't care. Some people liked it how it was. But I know for me, with Cheetah being one of her main villains, it should have been focused on building up their relationship and how it turned south instead of just being some quick turnaround because she wanted to be cool and she didn't want you know Wonder Woman to defeat Max so her wish is undone like I don't you know I didn't I thought that was kind of crazy to do that next is the way the movie ended man it's just like <laughs> while I do appreciate Beautiful Lie being used because it made her speech powerful mm-hmm. but the way it ended where it, she spoke to the world and everyone just renounced their wish that just okay that's just kind of like, bro, like it's unrealistic. Very unrealistic, man. Like that, like I said, that that might work in the eighties, but mm-hmm. that is super unrealistic for people to, you know, denounce their wish, man. Like every every single person just because of a speech. Mm-hmm. And, and then the thing about it is, when you do stuff like that, it, and part of the third act too, like how they just kind of shoehorn Maxwell Lord's uh, like backstory into like 30 seconds where they show him as a kid and they show like that he had an abusive father and how he never had anything like I feel like mm-hmm. just shove that in there at that moment it's just kind of like mm-hmm. why not spread this throughout the film because my thing about Maxwell is they're trying to do sympathy of the devil for him, but I never felt sorry for him at all because I didn't have a reason to. You know what I'm saying? Like they never really mm-hmm. present him as being a person that deserves some sympathy, but they shoved it at the end. The only thing they do, right? And this is kind of why it kind of irritates me. They literally just use his son as the sympathy. If you think about it, they only use him to be like, oh, he's a dad trying to do right by his son. That's the only thing you get. <laughs> as far as like having sympathy for him so but other than that he doesn't do one good thing to make you think like oh he's doing this because he wants this and that until that last little moment where they shoved it in it felt it felt forced and out of place yeah and it's just kind of like this is what we we gonna do um (laughs) (sighs) there wasn't um this issue is more opinionated it's not really a technical one but 
there wasn't any beautiful cinematography like the first one there's, there's literally like maybe a couple shots that i could think of like that were like oh this is gorgeous mm-hmm. whereas the first one it's like a slew of images that you just that you can just like you know camera angles all of that lighting phenomenal mm-hmm. first one but i don't know what happened with this one and my final issue that you know that is certified issue that you can't refute is why the hell did barbara turn into a cheetah can you tell me she wanted to be an apex predator but lions and wolves are apex predators why does she specifically turn into a cheetah and it's funny you say that because earlier in the movie i guess she saw diana's um hills and they were cheetah print Uh, oh my if 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 that is the logic they use it that is yeah because you saw how the camera focused on that and then she's i forgot what uh slick remark she said about it being cheetah print i'm i'm hoping that's not what it was i pray to god that's not what it was because mm-hmm. like i said like apex predator doesn't there are <laughs> there are other apex predators too it's not specifically a cheetah that's not what i think when i think apex predator but no and, and it's just like that right there alone is what makes this movie like okay yeah it's it's, it's, it's the bottom of the barrel because the logic behind things is not there so what I will say I do like is I like the music I think Hans Zimmer he he, he, Fire. he, he killed it as usual I do think everybody uh-huh. did um, bring their A game as far as performances go I can mm. say that well I know, I know you don't like what's the name so I mean you know uh, <laughs> I know you don't, like, you don't like really Barbara but I think everyone else could did, did, did a good job Oh no no! I think her her performance no, she was great. I just think how she was written. Oh like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I like even Pedro Pascal. They did their thing. It's just how the character like was written. But um, I don't know. I felt I, I'll probably be alone here. Gal's uh, mannerisms earlier in the film were were a little off in comparison to the first film. But I felt like that was fixed though, towards the like. Like I said, middle and then on, it got better. But I don't know, in the beginning, maybe it's because the film felt so uneven. Like, even when she was having conversations with uh, Christian Wake's character, it felt a little off. Her mannerisms and, like, her facial expressions were all off to me. In the be- and that was solely only in the beginning of the film because I-, I paid f- uh, attention to it. But then, like, mid, like I said, halfway, like, she she, she was firing. It, it felt... Like, like this film was like reshot like the whole second half of this film was reshot that's what it felt like to me it's just stuff I'm when you talk I'm sorry I was laughing because it's just stuff in here I'm like why like when Kristen <laughs> makes her wish it's like now she can walk in heels it's like come on man like <laughs> huh oh my god right she wishes to be like Diane and I guess uh, one of the is her walking in heels okay yeah and it's just like no man I got a question because I know um, Man of Steel is your number two, not your number one, right? Yes, yeah, my number two. Is your number two? Yeah. How did you feel about them trying to recreate the first flight, kind of? Oh boy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to. I didn't want to bring that up because <laughs> I feel like technically, like there's nothing wrong with it because it it's a scene that you know. Uh-huh. It's there to be there, 
so it's more of an opinion thing but i i hated it man like oh damn okay I hated it it just i didn't feel anything let me say that i didn't mean i say i hated it but you know i can tell it's structured and created to be you know a big a big thing in a movie you know mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like oh this is so inspiring and hopeful she's learning to fly because her her you know her her love her life died and showed her how to fly but it was just like i didn't feel anything i mean like did he though all he said was look man, like... look, look look i'm i'm i don't believe that i'm going off with people i'm saying who love the okay, movie okay okay I don't think I that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I honestly think Steve Trevor wasn't even needed in the movie, but that's a whole different mm. ball game. Um, I, I didn't like it, because for one, to me, I, I don't, I, I can't say what it is, but the VFX didn't look good to me, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it looked fake to me, I'll be real. It looked fake as hell to me, and mm-hmm. I could not get into it. Like, she just, like, standing there trying to, like, I don't know. Like, I get it that she wasn't trying to be intense. Like, you know, man, still when he's flying around, it's like, you know, he moving at mock speed and, you know, the yeah. camera is shaking and, and you can see that, like, you get to feel like, oh, he's he's getting it. But I don't know. What see, it what is. I liked about the man is still thing, when he's trying to fly, his expression, like that sheer joy, like, oh, shit, I'm actually flying. It's like, imagine when you're a kid. And everybody, you know, they jump off the couch or whatever. They believe they could fly or whatever. Like, I felt like if if I'm somehow able to fly as a kid, like that excitement that Henry was able to express with his face would be the exact, that cheesy smile, like that. Yeah. That, that's exactly yeah. how I would feel. But this one, I don't, maybe it's because, like, she just lost the love of her life again, which I, I think they only knew each other for, was it a week? And then he... he became the love is and okay but um yeah so i think yeah she lost the love of her love of her life again so i i guess that's why she wasn't in a joyful mood but yeah that's the difference if between that and man is still like i see, felt something mm-hmm. but see i think it's that but I, I think it has to do to with the way it's shot though man like oh yeah no well, definitely because it's just something like when i'm when i'm watching it it just doesn't look believable to me. I don't know. I don't get the physics though. I'm so, I'm sorry. Like I don't, I don't understand the physics of her flying because I see she looks like she's kind of flying, but then she's standing up. She's using the lasso, and then she's like I, I don't understand the physics of how she flies. It, it's yeah. I, it's think, weird. And I, and I think that's what it is because it just see it, it just seeing how like you know they handle superman's flight has been handled like even when he's mm-hmm. not flying at a full mock speed it just mm-hmm. feels different mm-hmm. like you take that shot of him floating well many in batman versus superman Man, so many times and mm-hmm. it just it feels like he's flying here it just kind of felt like i don't know like i just i really don't know you know what it felt like to me it almost felt like yeah. the bad VFX in Shazam when um <laughs> Dr. Do- Dr. uh Savannah took Shazam into the air mm. and it just kind of looked like not real. I thought like, that was better than this one. No, it is better. No, I, like like watching this movie made me realize that the Shazam is actually a lot better. Like but this That's looks like thought. that but a poor version of it. Mm. it. I don't know, it just I can't explain it but I didn't like it, man. Let me be real. I can't mm. 
Well, for me, that I I was ecstatic to see her actually fly because that's been one of my things that I I didn't understand what DC was doing because comic wise, Wonder Woman could fly. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew she could fly. I never understood why she was never really able to fly because in Batman vs Superman, I don't think she flew. Justice League, she didn't flew. The first Wonder Woman, she didn't flew. So let's, like, let's not count Justice League though because we don't we don't know facts. So those the, the other two films, BVS and Wonder Woman, she never flew in our, and I I didn't understand why. So actually seeing her able to fly was put a smile on my face. But it kind of contradicts BVS, doesn't it? Though. No, because I uh, I don't think she really had a reason to fly in BVS. Like there's, mm. there's not really a reason why she would. For me. Yeah, but Superman, he could have said the same thing for Superman, but Superman was flying all over the place. But see, I think Superman was doing that because he's inexperienced more so than Diana. Like, at, at that oh, point true. in BVS, you know, sure. she, she done been on, you know, been on Earth for having, you know, however mm-hmm. long, and I feel like she didn't need to do it just because the way she's smiling when she's fighting and stuff, she probably was like, hmm, I, don't, I don't really need it. Like, so, that, That's true. And it could be a continuity issue, but I just don't see in the fight where she would need to fly so well i'm just personally because that was one of my nitpicks for that character in the deep i I brought that up a few times i I never understood why she doesn't fly but um it's i just one last thing i just find it so weird because i didn't touch on the vx because uh visceral effects because i knew you were (laughs) i knew for a fact you were going to say something about it but i find it weird that in the dcu where you have the Flash, when you see him run, you're like, oh shit. You have Superman, um, first flight, and him flying, period. It's crazy. Batman, hand-to-hand combat, insane. Like, you have all these people working on these different films, and, like, they knock it out of the park when, you know, certain characters do that. And then you have uh, Wonder Woman 1984, and, like, where none of the, was none of the stunt teams available? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't get it. I really. I really don't. I really have no clue. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go back and watch some action scenes in Wonder Woman, the first one, it's just like, what happened? Like, yes, I and yes, yes. Like when yes. she was like, like, like the, the, the no man's land to when she entered into the city and she was beating up. It's like what happened? Woo! Like, bro, bro she, when she jumps through the window and then she's fighting um the German uh, soldiers. What, bro? That's oh my. God, and she's doing that with ordinary like soldiers, and it's able to look dope. So I don't know. I felt like they missed them. Imagine the stunt team that had that with Cheetah versus her going at it, bro. Imagine how visually. Oh my God! I can... Let me stop. Yeah, it's like there's so many different marks that could have been way better than than you know. Would it quit? Could be. I mean, I imagine every single action set piece in this movie, if they had the same team, the o- the only team action only... set they have some action sets in this in this oh, film. Chill out, man. Chill. Like, like even we're not doing that. Um, but the, the only the only one that felt similar was the White House scene. That's, that's the only one that I really watched, and I was like, oh, this shit is hard. But yeah, but it's still a notch below. Of um, course, of course, yeah. yeah. It, 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 but it, it, what I I did like though when Cheetah when she was fighting like the strength that she was using like she was ripping i'm like like she was ripping the damn gold i was like yo she working yes i'm like oh this about to be fire and then 
Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I keep saying this is the last point, <laughs> but I keep thinking the things that annoy me. <sighs> like they did this in the Birds of Prey, like the villain, like these villains. Why are they all being one, ones and done, one and done? Like she renounced being cheetah, she got rid of all her powers. So, and this, I'm sure she's not gonna be cheetah again. Yeah, I don't think. Um, Max Maxwell Lord, he, he's pretty much a good guy now. So he's not like. Oh, okay. he's a well known. That is another mm-hmm. issue I have. How does this nigga get off scot free after all of that? Impossible. There's no way. I'm I'm hoping. This is me hoping that they just didn't touch on it. But bro, do you see the mayhem and sure like that he? He met. He did like impossible. That's what I'm saying. And everybody clearly remembers everything that's going on, so they know he's in the center of it. Like so, impossible. I'm just hoping they didn't touch it, and they decided to put uh, that hallmark scene at the end of the film instead. Don't don't mention that. (laughs) That literally was like, what? Once again, we didn't hate it. Just, I just feel like I gotta relate that because people are gonna think that. Okay, we, we've been talking about this for thirty minutes. This is the last thing I'm gonna get off of it, man. Like again, mm. with this movie for me, it, it's always a thing of of give and take. If you see my review, I said that for one good thing you like, a choice is made and it takes it back. One good thing, something takes it back. One good thing, and that's kind of what it was. Like even the ending, like you know, I thought the beautiful lot was beautiful, like. Like the mm-hmm. way it was hitting and everything, like I was getting mm-hmm. goosebumps. Like, oh shit, this is like, whoo, you know. And then it ends, and everybody renounces it. It's just like, what? Unbelievable. And then it goes to the scene of like the awkward, <clears throat> the awkward conversation with the dude that you you was with that was masquerading as your. Oh. He just happens to show up, right? And they just smiling and talking like, <laughs> this is nice clothes, <laughs> huh? This is like. <sighs> Okay, and the last thing before we get off this, <laughs> I swear to God, last name right? I swear, swear to you. Uh-huh. Another thing while while I'm in the middle with this is, I I'm having a hard time wondering if this was a movie actually made like it was made in the '80s. What do you mean by that? So, if you watch, you know, like an '80s movie, like like a Superman movie. A lot mm. of the stunts in the movies look hokey as hell like that. Mm. Like, it, it clearly, you, you can look at those movies and clearly tell, like, Christopher Reeves on a wire, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the same movie, like Superman 2, there's a bunch of logic that goes out the window. Like, him running the world back and, you know, say, is that, is that not Superman 2? Is that, is that the one? I think that, yeah, I believe that is Superman 2. Regardless of what it is, you know, it's the old movies that they're going after, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's no logic in that. And I'm like, is, is that what they were doing? Were they literally trying to make like an 80s movie that, that had terrible wire work and like logic out the window? Like, I'm really wondering because I'm like, that's, it just doesn't make sense for them to make the first one the way they did. And then this is that. Mm-hmm. And that's been the, uh, something in the back of my mind. Like, did they purposely do this? I think you're giving them too much credit. Yeah, yeah, I said that same thing too. I was like, maybe I'm, I'm trying to give too much credit, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, that's what you're trying to do, but nah, that's a negative. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's the end of the show. Um, thank you for. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, oh, man. <clears throat> I wonder, I wonder, 
That's crazy. I was that's not, that was unexpected. I kind of figured though, because we you know like we've been talking about it, and it's just like it's like a layup line just missed. You just right there. Brick, uh, Shaq at the free throw line. So I guess to keep it on here, let's, let's talk about the box office. You know, I, I mentioned it earlier, mm-hmm. and it's saying that the weekend box office worldwide is eighty-five million, and. Mm-hmm. This led them to want to fast track Wonder Woman three, and not only did it do that, it said the HBO Max subscribers has gone up as well, like by a lot. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me. Theatrically, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Like, like, like when you hear those numbers, what do you think? I think total they made eighty five million. Yeah, I think the weekend they made sixteen million this weekend. Yeah, I thought sixteen was <laughs> domestic, wasn't it? Oh, you, you could be right. But either way, um, these numbers don't really matter, in my opinion. They don't. Because <laughs> at at all, because like what fifty percent of the theaters are not even open. Even if, even if the ones that are open, mm-hmm. people are not going to. Mm-mm. So, um, what 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 I'm more interested in is the supposedly um, HBO Max numbers that they saw that was so great that made them push Wonder Woman three, which I'm not a hundred percent sure if I believe it because then they. Didn't Disney try the same thing with Mulan when it first came yeah, out? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They they try to spin it how they were glad with with, with the showing. Then come to find out, it was all lies. But um, I could kind of see how it's true because Wonder Woman is a way more bigger pop um, property than a Mulan would be. So it's definitely gonna attract more people. And I believe it was. I saw the stats that this weekend alone, like four million active um, accounts just just, came, just added four million active accounts this weekend alone because of this film. So I I do believe it. I'm glad, but what scares me is the word fast track, meaning it wasn't meaning they're going faster than you know attended because everybody knows Wonder Woman three was going to come out, mm-hmm. but. Like I said, the biggest issue with Wonder Woman 2 to me was the script. So if you're going to fast track it, does that also mean you're going to fast track the script as well? And if that's the case, then no, I'm not thrilled about this news at all. Yeah. Like I I prefer for them to take their time and iron out the. Because Patty Jenkins, I still have all the faith in the world for. Like she's she won an Academy Award. She made the first Wonder Woman. She's skillful. Like she knows what she's doing. Like, I, I, like after hearing what you said, I would like her to have more control with the writing mm-hmm. and just take their time. Like, yeah, the numbers may look good, but DC, DC execs have a history of fucking shit up when they, you know, like being impatient. So that, that's, that's I just want them to pace themselves. No, you're right. I agree. It's mm-hmm. my only thing too. What you think? Pace yourself, man. Like, I, I'm thinking the fast track that they're talking about is just contractually opposed to like uh artistic mm. like i think they're trying to i think the fast track in part came from securing patty for wonder woman 3 opposed to like thinking about something that's that's what i'm hoping that's what they're saying like we went ahead and like got to deal with her so we know what's gonna happen and not mm. just like you know they, they're trying to make it next year and put it out the year after so yeah mm-hmm. and again with the numbers and everything you know this, this is going to be something that we're going to have to see pay off at least uh, the full payoff of it, like how does this, you know, model work once we get more yeah. into twenty twenty one? 
um, to really be able to judge it because he can't. I mean, it hasn't even been a full uh, week yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So once we once we get like a full week and even a month where we can judge about where it was and where it is now, we'll really be able to tell if this move will work or not. Mm. Okay. Because I ain't gonna lie, this shit was cool being able to uh, finally watch some new movies, some, some like some like new hot shit, like you know that because that's one thing that HBO Max and Disney has over like Netflix, like a Netflix original. If it's a mm-hmm. good movie, most people would be like, "Oh, that looks good for a Netflix movie." Where and that's no disrespect to them, but it's just how you know mm-hmm. they started their thing. Whereas something like HBO Max or Disney, they'd be like, "Okay, we got a." blah 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 movie from Warner Brothers Pictures that's gonna be on there and it kinda has a bigger like name draw because oh this is from an actual studio opposed to Netflix Mm -hmm. buying something from somebody so it's invigorating to see you know the interviews before the movie came out you know reliving that how it used to be a little bit like it's pretty uh, invigorating honestly and I I, I love it and you know I do want the theatrical experience to come back once theaters are ready to go but for now Mm -hmm. this is like this is giving me life, for lack of better terms. <laughs> yeah, to me, in that aspect, uh, watching a brand new in the theater, maybe it was just me. It was a little off-putting because there was cert- not not the whole film, but there were certain shots that I saw. I'm like, Daniel, this would have looked fire in a big screen. Like I, I got the OLED TV and all of that, so it was, it was in my TV. It was just that I don't know. I'm used to seeing and hearing that score knocked and through those speakers. It would would have been a great experience i didn't dislike it but you know i did miss a the movie theater going experience but yeah oh, that's sure. just me but you know my life is is more important than uh, <laughs> that's exactly why i watched it on I'm, hbo max i'm not risking it so uh yeah facts well on to something that's definitely gonna be re- well actually it might be released both theaters and hbo max Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League, the real Ooh. official version of Justice League. Let's get it. And supposedly, I don't know how true this is, it's coming out March 2021, so that's a short three months from now. No, that's a fact right now. Oh, that's a fact? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lovely. And <laughs> just put a smile on my face. Yeah, but um, today, uh, I've seen a little back and forth. That supposedly, I even sent you the article that some people are saying that <laughs> that Zack Snyder's Justice League is not canon. It's just a pretty much a one and done deal. My question is, do you think it needs to be canon? Or do you care if it is or if it's not canon? Um, to to be real, I one I don't care if it's canon or not. I give, I, I really mm. don't give a shit. I just want to have the movie <laughs> that I paid for in 2017. You know, mm-hmm. the Zack Snyder directed movie because what we got is clearly was not what he intended to put yeah. out. So I'm happy just having that, you know. So it doesn't matter to me, but I think it still can be canon because mm-hmm. if you look at all the movies after Justice League, right? Uh, 17, mm-hmm. there really hasn't been anything to stray away from. Uh, well, you know what? Let me, let me, let me not say this because, uh, we ain't seen it yet, so I can't really specifically say what. Let me let me try my statement. You know, like I do that. I know a lot more about his cut than than the regular listener, so I don't want to yes. spoil things. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because I spoiled it for somebody that got mad at me. So I, I don't want to do that here. But I know and have an idea. Let me not say no, but I have an idea of how his movie ends. And mm-hmm. I don't personally think that it, it takes away from any of the other movies that have released. Uh, so for me, I think it can be canon. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if the directors want to follow it or if WB will allow the directors to follow it more so. So uh, okay. uh, what about you? What you think? Uh, to me, I'm I'm confused. I don't know what the fuck um, Warner Brothers and DC are doing there with their uh, with the DC properties because <clears throat> you have Batman that's in a separate universe, and then you have uh, the DCU, and then you have the Joker, which is in another universe. So if it's canon or not canon, I personally don't care. And to be honest, I don't even know if DC knows themselves, the executives, of the, the clowns that are running um, the show right now. They don't. Yeah, so, but it, like, I'm just like you, I I don't care, I just want to see this film, because I, I need to see the continuation from BBS, the true, that actually aligned with that film, because mm-hmm. like, like like I said, you like you said actually, you have Man of Steel, you have BBS, and then you have this just gaping hole, like, like you, <laughs> it, there's nothing there, so I just want to see the continuation, and if it is the last one, which I highly doubt, then you know I, I just want to see it done properly so that's how i feel about it and before we get off this let me go into that like you said what you highly doubt and why i highly doubt that it's a one and done mm-hmm. you don't give a guy 70 million dollars exactly to not only one add an hour to the movie that he you know that, that he because he made a version that was three hours of some change for like the theaters mm-hmm. they said you know what my nigga Add another, add add that extra hour that you wanted to the movie. Oh yeah, here's seventy million dollars to 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 finish the VFX for that other hour that you wanted and finish up other stuff. Oh, also mm. within that seventy million dollars, we want you to do some additional photography for it. I just mm. don't see you you doing that for a, a one and done. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm. It just, I, I don't agree. And we all kind of know what the additional photography. I know what it is. I, I know exactly what the digital photography is for. And there's no way possible that they're going to do that for one and done. So that's that's all I will say um, without spoiling it for anybody. Yeah, so I just want to see the film. Like, like March is right around the corner. It couldn't come soon enough. So that's how I feel. Ooh, yeah. So uh, speaking of DC, their plan is to release four films yearly. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe four films through theaters, and then also two films on HBO Max as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. So six altogether. So I gotta be honest, I, I'm I don't know about that one, bro. Like I don't, <laughs> I love DC, but that's too much, and I, I, I feel like they're doing they're they're, they're turning into the MCU. And yeah. for me personally, bro, that's one reason why I'm saying like what I said about you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I don't care if if it isn't in canon because it seems like DC they it seems like they're trying to go that route in a sense mm-hmm. but the one thing about this is it might not be as bad as the MCU with you know you know production factory because they 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 actually be director driven movies so it, it could be cool but i don't know you know director driven was said about Zack Snyder until they butchered his justice. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Exactly. But um, what you think about this? 
Yeah, I feel the same. It's 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 a bit alarming. Like six in one year, twelve months. Was that a DC film every two months? That's wild. Um, it's it's to me. It seems like they're trying to play catch up to. I hope that's not what they're doing to uh, Marvel because I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's all over. You ever heard of that saying? Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. because I I don't see any way possible that all six films are gonna be the same high quality. There's gonna be some duds in there. Yeah, something's gonna be bad. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I prefer like we get three, two to three films a year of DC of DC films a year, and you take your time. Like stop rushing! Like what? What do you? What's the? Like is there a prize of a, a race that I'm not aware of? Like just take your time. Like two to three movies a year, you, you're perfect. Like as of right now, I believe there's three movies coming out in 2002. I'm um, 2002, uh, 2022, and then next year they only have Suicide Squad and uh, well actually Zack Snyder, Justice League. They got two films like. That's good for me. Like six films. That's old. I don't even think Marvel's doing that yet. It's OD, bro. Like, yeah, that's crazy. And it's not like, like films and TV shows. They said six films, like two on HBO Max and then four on. That's wild. That's crazy to me. That's that's a little too much for me. Yeah, it, it is. And like I said, the only the only part that kind of has me like, well, maybe it could work is just because, like I said, having two different platforms, mm-hmm. they might and, and being Warner Brothers, you know the. The umbrella of variety they might mm-hmm. be able to all you know be a lot different so it could be a palate cleanser but I, I, that's just alarming to hear six movies in a year man that's insane well uh speaking of that so uh, supposedly this is it's supposed to kind of start in 2022 and um as of right now for 2022 we have slated the batman whew, the flash and then aquaman 2 Bruh, if I could just hibernate right now and just go straight to 2022, like skip 2021, <laughs> I would. But um, I'm saying all this, uh, supposedly there's going to be four films come out 2022. 20, and those three films, what do you think is a possible fourth film? Well, to be truthful, I don't even believe those four will be released, honestly. Really? No, I don't. Because... I mean, the Batman is already in production right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how far along they are, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just they haven't even started Aquaman or the Flash, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't see them starting that until maybe spring of next year, mm-hmm. and. These two movies are like very VFX heavy. Like you're not just gonna be able to. It's not a. It's not like the Batman where it's kind of like a lot of practical stuff. Yeah, like agree. You know, this is VFX heavy. Aquaman is underwater and all kind of crazy sharks and shit flying around. So, I, I just don't see them both releasing 2022. I think something is gonna end up biting the dust and moving to another year. But answer the question. I think the other mm-hmm. one might be Black Adam. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, where do you stand on that? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing because I believe The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson said they're supposed to be shooting, I think it was mid-2021 or uh, first quarter 2021. So Exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to align perfectly. And if by chance it's not that, I think the only two realistic possibilities 
is Batgirl, which everybody's been talking about them actually doing. And I believe they got a writer to write the script. And also uh, Static Shock with uh, the news a couple months ago with Michael B. Jordan producing oh, yeah. it. Yeah, they would like somebody like him, they'll definitely want to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, the way those it, are my three. It's mm-hmm. just looking like Black Adam because he said it's going, to, it's, it's the only movie of, of the future slate that's actually going into production like next year. Like Aquaman, yep. we don't have a start date on that. Um, Flash, we don't have a start date on that. Like, what I base the start date off of is if the actor mm-hmm. posts a picture like, yeah, we getting started. Like, like this is mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Because Flash was supposed to come out three years ago. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm not trusting a, a slate that somebody made up. So, um, yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, we'll see. You know, lack of better terms. So, uh, talking about films, boy. WBWBWB. <laughs> Legendary is pushing... <laughs> Oh man, uh, Legendary is pushing WB to release Dune and Godzilla vs Kong in theaters, mm-hmm. and you know if not, they're, they're quote unquote saying they, they might sue. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have a lot to say about that. So, but before I get into it, what do you what do you? Think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I got mixed feelings about it because because why they're pushing, I kind of. I guess I kind of understand it because they forked up 70% of the bill for the film, uh, 75%. So that's a lot of pocket change. And I'm not sure if they're going to get any of it back if it goes to HBO Max because they're trying, they were trying to get it to Netflix for, I forgot how much the amount was. It was like 200 million or something like that. So I could understand from that standpoint, but at the end of the day, like, uh, just give up. Like, the HBO. <laughs> Warner Butter clearly has a plan, and if the numbers are right with with um, Wonder Woman, there's no way in hell that they're gonna like just strictly do it on theater. That makes no sense. And if they and if they do that for Legendary and them, you don't think the rest of the Christopher Nolans and et cetera that were pissed, they're gonna try to like it's, it's gonna open a, a can that they like. It's gonna be a bigger mess than it already is. So. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, just I think the best thing to do if they really did pay seventy five percent of the film, try to negotiate because I don't see how Warner Brothers could get away with putting their film out like that when you know they didn't pay most of it. So I think what it really is, they're just pissed because Warner Brothers deaded the deal they had with Netflix and they put in HBO Max. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what about you? You hundred percent right. Um, but I'm kind of laughing at. It. I'm just like. Uh... Y'all be trying to, and that's, that's the funny part. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're trying, they're, they're trying to preach this artistic integrity shit. But I'm like, didn't you just try to sell the movie to Netflix? Exactly. Like, I swear there was a headline like movies need to be seen in theaters. But I'm like, bro, you just try to give it to a streaming service. So apparently, it's not about artistic integrity; it's about the financial game. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I I think it's like I said, it's I understand the frustration with it, but again, it. You gotta like read the room for one, mm-hmm. and you just look at the numbers, bro. Like, I'm sorry, but like, especially like Dennis, like he keeps talking about <laughs> killing a franchise and not. Where, I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, do you did you not see what Blade Runner 2049 did? Mm-hmm. 
That movie was fire, though. Oh, no, for sure. Masterful movie. But mm-hmm. you look at the box office, it, 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 it didn't make money at all. So, mm-hmm. and hell, a lot of people haven't even seen the movie. It the Doom being on HBO Max, more people will see it. Um, it's, it's, Godzilla is a different story because it's, it's a bigger, you know, IP, but mm-hmm. it's just, bro, it's, it's a pandemic, man. Like, I, I feel like, I personally feel like overall everything, I feel like it's selfish for them to, to act like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you're making these movies for the fans, but you're only making the only way fans can see this they go to theaters. And what if some people don't want to go to theaters because they're scared? You know what I mean? Like, mm, yep. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we talked about it. Um, like, I don't know if you had the same stance as me, but now I like I feel, I feel like I shouldn't saw Tenet. Like, while Tenet was amazing to see, mm-hmm. it just felt like. I didn't really feel right. I was like, man, I'm out here with a mask on and shit. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. There's, there's certain things I've, I've cut off for myself not to do because of the virus, mm-hmm. and it's just like forcing people to see it in theaters. It's just, I don't, I just, what does that say to your consumer? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree with you because um, watching Tenet, it did kind of take away from it because I was on high alert because Tenet came out. In September and everything was <laughs> the, the it was still in high effect so I was on high alert no matter like the theater wasn't packed or anything but it's always in the back of your mind like damn like like there's people here there's people there like did they wipe their chair good and stuff like that like you're not gonna be able to enjoy the film fully mm-hmm. so that's how I feel and also legendary they're trying to push um even Godzilla versus Kong like the first Godzilla made some money, but I believe um, Godzilla King of Monsters it made it made almost half of what the first Godzilla film did. Mm. So you're already dealing with them losing money, and now you're trying to get Warner Brothers to put that film out. And then you had um, Dennis who put out Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is from a a property from a from the eighties, which is Blade Runner, which in my opinion is a bigger property than the original Dune was, mm-hmm. and that didn't make any money. Like you could call Dune the star, the adult Star Wars or whatever, but it's not Star Wars. It doesn't have that fanfare. Like people are not. I I don't see. Like before all of this, I think the possibility of Dune making over three hundred million was a stretch because the property is not that big like uh, like like they like warner brothers seem to think it is they made that same mistake with blade runner it, it it didn't make that much money and blade runner to me is a bigger property than doom so i understand why they're hesitant yeah like, like and just like the, the, you know to talk about what you just said i'm looking at the box office numbers for godzilla king of monsters mm-hmm. and that joint barely did double the the budget yeah exactly well how much did they do all right so the budget was a buck seventy, mm-hmm. and it made three hundred and eighty-six. Lord, so I'm, I'm you scraping the pot, like you know what I'm saying, like. And the way the theater systems were down there, it's they didn't even see most of that because you, it's I believe you got to pay one third to of marketing and one third also to to the theater change. So I believe they seen maybe a hundred 
It's some change. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so they, they, they lost. They didn't even, they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they lost. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly why, you know, they're going about it the way they are. Because I remember when the box office released last year, they was like, damn, the numbers ain't what we thought. So I'm like, I'm sorry, but you can't play ball if you're not putting the numbers up, bro. Because the only mm-hmm. only reason Nolan was able to do what he did is because of the numbers he, he draws. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got that, bro, I'm sorry. Exactly. It ain't you don't really got, you know, much room to say anything. Like like you can't, yep. you can't bargain. You know what I'm saying? Like you lost me money, my nigga. Like <laughs> you know, so um like you make fire movies, but you you ain't Christopher Nolan. And um as another thing with King uh, the Godzilla film, everybody seems to forget like this film was pushed back. From I believe it was a 2019 release, and it got pushed back because of the return of of uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. So it's and, uh, Warner Brothers was already worried about it to begin with. Yeah, and I'll be honest too. Like I actually like King of Monsters. I think it's a great, it's, it's a good Godzilla movie. Um, I enjoy. Them. I like um I like the kaiju's all the monster aspects, but the human aspects of that film were straight garbage. Well, goddamn. Um... <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, uh, no problem, man. <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> but, uh, while we're on the subject of this uh, whole thing, oh, oh, I, I backstep one thing. Let me backstep. Mm-hmm. I saw that they said that they were thinking about suing. And here's a rule of thumb if mm-hmm. say you're thinking about suing somebody, you're usually not going to do it. So I'm um, just putting that out there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's true. If you want to sue somebody, you, you, it'll, it'll just show up like, oh, shit, I got sued. You don't, you know, have to say that but anyway going in about you know these studios and directors and how they should respond to this you know I recently Mm -hmm. saw George Clooney and Margaret Robbie's response to it and Mm -hmm. I think they both were extremely on point with with what they said Mm -hmm. Um, Margaret for lack of better terms just me kind of doing the abridged version, she was just pretty much saying, like, you know, while she wasn't, you know, the the most excited for the news, she understands it because of the way the climate is. And Mm. she just hopes that, you know, Warner Brothers will continue to honor, you know, certain things for the creative process. Excuse me, honor the same financial, you know, things for, you know, for the, the people involved with it. And she's still thankful because out of all the studios, Warner Brothers is kind of the one that does respect creativity to some regard. Mm-hmm. So she will wait around to see what's going to happen. While in Clooney, when he, he he just had a movie that released on Netflix, I think it's called uh, The Moonlight Sky, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, look, this movie was made for theaters, but I feel like a hypocrite if I'm sitting there telling, you know, my, my kids and my family only go to, only go where you need to go in the COVID. Uh, don't don't go to this. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I feel like a hypocrite saying, telling people, go see my movie th- during COVID. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is. I, I wanted to put the movie out, so we chose to go with Netflix so that people can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of both their statements? If uh, what, what what you think? Uh, I think um, from. Uh, Margot's standpoint, it's it's extremely PC, and I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, you know that's not how she feels. Mm-hmm. 
but she's gonna save face. She's not gonna like. There's a bigger picture at the end of the day. Like you, I understand you. You work in Hollywood and all of that. Like that's how you get paid. But like there, there's literally lies at stake in here. So, like no matter how, it's all it's all about being professional. No matter how you feel, like going to these tabloids and um ripping the people that <laughs> cut your checks, it's it's not a good look. So on her standpoint, yeah, I, I respect her. Like. Honestly, if I was an actor or a director or whatever, I probably would have the exact same stance as both of them. Like, I may, I may not agree with the decision, but at the end of the day, like, what are you going to do? Just, like, cry about it? <laughs> like, it, it is what it is. Like, there's a bigger, like, there's bigger issues at hand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I love what George um, Clooney said, because that seemed, like, legit. I, he seemed, like, I, I could honestly believe that's how he felt. And, like, he's 100% on with what he said, so... Yeah, I agree with both the statements, and I love how they both handle it too. Especially George, because I because you know it affected his movie that he just released. I don't know if she had anything. So seeing that, I'm like, yeah, big ups to them. Like in com- in comparison to um, Chris Christopher Nolan that got his movie released already, and yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and you know, not not to drag this on anymore. You know, I feel 100 what you say, like. Read the room, man. Like you have mm-hmm. to do that. I always say that Nolan and Dennis. My biggest issues with what they said is they're not reading the room. You know, people out here mm-hmm. dying from COVID. People out yep. here who caught COVID, and you know, Selfish. you know, they fought it off. They're still dealing with certain issues that the doctor can't even help. And you talking about a movie, mm-hmm. bro? You know what I mean? So like, you gotta read the room, man. That's all. Like, if they want to take a visit to, like, these hospitals where all these COVID patients are and actually see firsthand, like, what's, how it's affecting people, maybe then, they're, like, it'll hit them and they could have a switch, a change of mind or whatever. But, yeah, extremely selfish. But big ups to Margot and uh, George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, it's towards the end of the year. Yes, sir. Every single year. This is, this honestly... It's, it's kind of like a holiday for for us creators, you know, to have YouTube channels, Twitter, or whatever. Like, I absolutely love making lists. It, it, it's fun. End of the year, 2020 was a shitty ass year. Like, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't word it any other way. Like this, this year was horrible. Like, personal wise, movie wise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But still, I was able to, you know, scrape the barrel somehow. Mm-hmm. Top 10 films of 2020. Let's hear your list. All right, bet. Let's get into it. So I'm going to go from 10, work my way up, right? Mm-hmm. My number 10 movie is a horror movie called The Mortuary Collection. Never heard of it. Yeah, this is this is a Shutter film. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a dope little story. It's, it's, it's an anthology story about this girl who wants to work at a mortuary and when she gets there for the interview the guy pretty much hires her because she's the only one there and mm-hmm. he's showing her bodies and each body he's telling a story of how they died and mm-hmm. it's a short film for each person and then it's an overarching thing outside of them that they go through so a cool horror movie I'll watch it a few times mm-hmm. uh, so number nine is The Five Bloods everybody knows mm-hmm. Netflix joint uh, Spike Lee joint on there you know um you know that movie if you mm-hmm. own the community. So it's number nine. Number eight, I'm pretty sure no one's going to agree with me, but I'll, Underwater was for me. With, uh, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, I, 
I, I, I really enjoy it. Like, as somebody who's definitely scared of the ocean, this movie was highly effective. Boy, oh my god. Same here. <sighs> Same here. Bro, this movie gave me anxiety from start to. F- Bro, you got HBO Max? I do. I just got it because of Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's on there. Underwater. Ooh, bet. I know what I'm watching. Yeah. So, it gave me high anxiety, <laughs> for lack of better terms. Okay. Uh, number seven is The Hunt. Really? Okay. Because it ended up being something I didn't expect. Like, it, it, it kind of makes you think it's a flat out horror movie, mm-hmm. but it kind of changes into like an action flick, and it's tight as hell. Okay. So, that's number seven. Number six is Extraction on Netflix. Uh, uh, that movie was tight as hell to me. I really, really enjoyed it. Extraction. Oh, that's um, Christopher Hammond's work. Yeah. Okay. I, I enjoyed that, that, the fight sequences. and I forgot about that movie. Yeah, I, I, I watched it a couple of times. Uh, so number five is The Invisible Man. You got mm, okay. that movie is. Um, number four is Bad Boys 3. Okay. Number three is this movie called The Wretched. It was uh, straight to... Uh, it's a VOD movie, horror movie, mm-hmm. um, about this kid who goes to his dad's house for the summer, and it's pretty much a witch stealing kids. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a twist that comes that you don't really see, and they keep twisting mm-hmm. and twisting and twisting. And the last shot is so haunting, and like, damn, son, like, so the wretch is number three. Now, number one and two. For number two, I'm gonna say Tenet. I knew that was coming. Yeah, number two is Tenet, and you already know my number one is. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I figured that. Birds of Prey is my my favorite uh, movie of the year. <laughs> and if you see me and follow me on Twitter, you know how many times I watched that damn movie. <laughs> so that's exactly why I said I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I know that movie's not for everybody, but I love the cinematography. I love the action, the fight choreography. It is it, great. Like if you can get me to be like at a fight move then you're gonna get some points with me um i like that it feels like an episode of the batman animated series that harley took over Mm um and this is this is gonna sound weird but i I like the movie too because it actually shows i think i think it shows kind of the most the realest depiction of, of like how women are got them oh woman okay it got them too, but how, how women are just stuff that they saying like is really how from what I've seen and heard from other, other women that this is really how women are, and I think it's a good representation because okay. you know they always try to make women in movies look like oh they're perfect they're so soft spoken <laughs> and oh I'm gonna break a nail and I'm so nice but this is kind of like okay enough of the bullshit if, if you come this mm-hmm. way you're getting your ass kicked and I, I, I really like that so uh, that's my list let me hear you I'm ex- excited to hear you yeah like i said i had to scrape for this one because <laughs> uh i didn't realize i didn't watch as much movies well i kind of did realize because like this was a wild year so i did the best i could do but possibly before the end of the year ends i'm gonna try to cram as much movies that i miss but as of right now the number 10 film it's called black box it's on amazon actually no, is it amazon? Is that yeah good? Yeah, it was actually good. It's okay. It's surprising. I just threw it on just because sometimes I'm bored. I just throw it in just to put something on. But yeah, it's a good watch. It's about a dude. Um, actually, you know, I don't want to give you too much information because that's part of the main storyline. So I'll let you, if you end up watching it, 
uh, check it out. No, I will. You know, and it's not. It's horror. It's horror thriller. You know how twenty twenty. <laughs> it's hard to find a, a, a legit horror film nowadays. But yeah, it's horror um, slash thriller. Okay. Yeah. And then number nine, The Lodge, bro. Really? That was it. Yeah, man. There's a whole. That's another. I'm surprised. Back to back horror films. Um, this one is more psychological horror than um your traditional. And you, it's about a family you know that goes away in a you know like a secluded area to a little vacation home or whatever and and the main character or one of the main characters slowly slowly loses their psyche and i'll just leave it at that mm, okay yeah and number eight uh bad boys three it, it had to make my top 10 oh yeah it could, to be honest, because I didn't think it was going to be any good. I'm like, well, <laughs> it was almost 20 years from the fir- from from the first and second one. So I'm like, yeah, there's no way, and I end up loving it. Number seven, you're gonna disagree with me. You might block me after this. Uh, Birds of Prey. My name. <laughs> but I have it in my top ten, so you gotta you gotta give me credit for that. It, I, like I said, it's, a, huh? it's, the, it's that uh, training day Denzel gift. My name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love this film. I don't care. I, I saw that you posted. Um, I guess DC fans felt this oh, film, and you and you got ripped through shreds. I'm like, <laughs> and I'll see. And I read. I, I didn't say much. I was just reading like all these dumb excuses people were coming out with, to, but but not realizing they actually you know showed who they really were. So yeah, good job. It's a lot of insecure so, men and, and mm-hmm. talking man. Like, if you're a real DC fan and you know who Harley Quinn is, like, how can you be mad at this movie? Like, this is Harley Quinn as Harley Quinn should be. So, yeah, so that's what I expected. And number six is it's called Blue Story. I talked about it a couple podcasts ago. It's a UK uh, movie. Oh, yeah. It came out earlier in the year. It's about um these two friends that grew up from different neighborhoods. And it's like, it's kind of like Bloods and Crips, but in the UK version, like there's a gang over there, gang over there, and like they're away from the gang life, and then something happens, and then all hell breaks loose, bro. So if you like those type of films, I definitely suggest it. It was a great film. It kept me hooked from beginning to end. So I'll say that. And uh, number five, The Way Back with Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't front, bro. This is one of the some of the best acting I've seen from Ben Affleck. Like in, in a while, because prior to that, he had that Netflix uh, movie with him, um, yeah, Pedro Pascal and all of them. Yeah, and I, his acting, I, I, I was in, I, I was, I wasn't thrilled with that. He seemed a little tired, like he didn't really want to be there. But here, maybe it's because he was fighting personal demons. Because like this is, you could have basically said this was almost a true um, story for him. It felt like, like therapy for him yeah. watching him. So, and I, I love that film and you know basketball is my sport so win-win and at number four I watched this a couple months ago Palm Springs it's a comedy and comedies for me some, sometimes it hits sometimes it misses like not I don't think everybody has the same sense of humor so for for a comedy for me to really really hit it, it, it's really really good and it plays on a trope that's been done in so many different movies, but it's so fresh and and new that I enjoyed it. Mm, okay. 
Yeah, so number three, uh, three and two, I switched. Like before I made this list, I was going back and forth, like where where I was gonna have it. But uh, number three, fuck, I'm gonna give it to the gentleman <laughs> at, at number three, and that this film was fantastic, bro. I watched that one. I'm a. I enjoyed it. I actually think you'll, you'll like it too. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge Matthew McConaughey fan, so maybe that's why I enjoyed it. And also, um, what's the director's name? It's Guy Ritchie, isn't it? Yeah, Guy Ritchie. I love his films too. So it was a win-win. Colin Farrell. I'm also. It has a lot of. You know, like there's certain actors you see pop up in films. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this show no matter if it's bad or good. It had a lot of those actors in there, and the film turned out being fantastic. So highly recommended. And number two, Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah. That movie caught me off guard, bro. I was not, ex- like, prior to it coming out and seeing the trailers, I wasn't expecting much from it, but that movie was fantastic. Like, like Elizabeth Moss is a great actor. Yeah. And um, the director, uh, Lee, I forgot his name, but he, he did, um his previous movie was fantastic, too. I forgot the name of that, too. Damn, I'm taking L's. Yeah, but um, no surprise, number one movie, Tenet, bro. Christopher Nolan, he's done it again. But this is probably <laughs> probably the most complex film he's ever made. Like, I still to this day, there's still aspects of this film. Bro. I don't 100% <laughs> under, understand. Bro. But I know, like, the fact that I, pr- I pretty much risked my life to watch this film, going to the movie theater, says, says enough. Like, and it didn't let down, like, John David Robinson seeing him as a main role, like it, it was great seeing you know, like a, a African American not in the typical stereo, stereo, stereotype you know, blockbuster movie. He was a spy. Mm-hmm. It was sleek. It was smart. Confusing at times, but it was it was, it was amazing. Yeah, I, I watched so, it that was my number one. Um, what happened? So I watched that. I watched Tenet last night because I, I just mm. I just bought the Blu-ray. Um, okay. I gotta get that. I was like, let me let me just watch this tonight. And man, did it hold up? What a film, bro! Like, what <laughs> a film! Like, you know, I, I I just tweeted it earlier too. I was like, you know, I'm not really keen on what Nolan said, but the motherfucker can make cinema. Goodness, gracious. bro, he's he's one of the few people that I could say has never ever made a bad, bad film. I, I've never seen a film that I dislike from him. Incredible, like I, Nolan to me is such. He is a master at exposition, yes. bro. Like yes. master overall, but the way he handles exposition is done yes. fantastically. Like, because mm-hmm. a lot of people get shit for you know having a lot of exposition in movies, but mm-hmm. he's able to keep the shot interesting. While yes, I was just about to say that is being laid out. Like the like the, the the way he chooses to shoot it, like he'll show two people walking from a certain angle and. Mm-hmm. He'll flip it to the same dialogue being said to somebody else, or mm-hmm. he'll 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 cut and it'll be the action of what they're saying happening. I'm like, oh, he, he, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like that's how you do it, bro. Because I, I always think about, because like, to me, his exposition heavier movies, Tenet to me is probably number one just because there's so much going on as far as exposition. Mm-hmm. But like you think about Inception, Inception too, though. I, no, I was gonna say I was gonna say Inception, but to me, Inception mm-hmm. was a little bit easier to grasp because 
Yeah, I could see it. I could see that. Because because you know that movie is talking about you know delving into dreams, whereas that mm-hmm. tennis talking about inversions and <laughs> you know if, if if you go through this way, the oxygen is different. It's just like how does he write this shit, man? Like yeah, like what is he on? <laughs> I'm literally watching this like like how do you write this? Like the, the small details like that, like that he just made up and created for an quote unquote inverted world. Like, mm-hmm. like it catches itself, the oxygen is different different. If, if an explosion goes off, you'll freeze because it's inverted. It's just like what? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it out, but it's just fresh in my mind for seeing it yesterday, and I'm just like, man. No, I agree a thousand percent. And he like more on Christopher Nolan, I know I don't know how that this topic turned into that, but like he's able to wear many hats, bro. He's not just one note. Like Martin Scorsese is one of my favorite um, directors of all time, top five, top three maybe. But a lot of his gripes is majority of his movies are like gangster flicks, and they they you know they kind of follow the same story beat at times. Mm-hmm. But like Christopher Nolan, bro, he's able. He wears so many different hats. Like he'll do a movie like this, and then he'll do a movie like Dunkirk. Yeah, like and he'll do a movie like Memento. Like this dude is a genius. Like whatever he puts his mind to, like I can't. I want him to do a horror genre, bro. Just a, yeah, oh my, so, a film. Uh, yeah, I want to see him do that too. Like can't wait, bro. And what you told me the other day completely blew my mind. That he didn't even go to school for this. No, <laughs> bro. Like self taught. Like that's that's bananas, bro. Bruh, I'm literally that gift or that meme where that just pops up, bruh. That, like, I had to read that twice. I'm like, and, and I had to look it up. I'm like, impossible, but sure enough. Nope, man. Crazy. He ain't go to school at all, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, moving on to, to, you know, keeping it in the realm of films, but kind of moving on. What are your top 10 movies uh, that you're looking forward to uh, next year? 2021 all right this list was a uh, easier for me to do since you know it's nothing i've seen and majority of the list is movies that got pushed back so it was easier for me so number 10 so hold up are, are yours in order yeah i have mine in order okay cool cool yeah so yeah because there's one movie that i'm super excited for and it's been like that since last year okay damn i just gave it away damn uh, anyways, no, nah, because there's, there's a lot of stuff that's supposed to, you know, release this year, but you know, that didn't sure. <laughs> uh, I, first off, I, I want to give out uh, honorable mentions, and this movie just came out the list because you you reminded me of a movie that's coming out uh, next year that I completely forgot about. So my my one honorable mention is gonna be Godzilla versus um, King Kong. Mm-hmm. That's a solid number eleven. And so, starting off with number 10 is The Green Knight. Hmm. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, I, I suggest you look at the trailers, because I know you're a horror guy, and it's a horror film. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so, check it out. It's from um, Bloomhouse, I believe. Or is it 824? I think it's 824. Yeah, yeah, it's from 824, and ever since Hereditary, 824, and The Lighthouse, they can't do any wrong for me. So number nine is Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes. Like, come on, bro. I saw that trailer. I'm a huge, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lakeith. What's that? Yeah, chills in that trailer, man. Yeah, bro. Like, they have two of my favorite up, 
like I, I can't even say up and coming actors. Like whenever I see these dudes in the, in the film, they always kill it. I've never seen a bad performance from uh, Lakeith and um, I forgot the other dude's name. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. Yep. So, and uh, my number eight is a uh, Last Night in Soho. That's a Edgar Wright film. I'm interested. And um, I'm really interested. What's that? So I'm interested to see that one. Like, what's about? Yeah, bro. He did Baby Driver and pretty much every, almost every movie he's done. Scott Pilgrim versus like, uh, he's he, he's a, he's he's a, a director that I enjoy his films. Number seven, Halloween Kills. Like, for sure. Easy. Like, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Uh, not number seven. Not, yeah, number seven, Halloween Kills. Number five is the French dis, uh, Dispatch. That's a Wes Anderson film, but it has a Timothy. Timothy I forgot the dude's name. Young dude that's in Dune. I'm a huge fan of the director actor. Like when I see those kind of combos, a dude that could act his ass off or or female, and a great director, like my antennas go off for that type of film. And uh, number five. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. That's why I said uh, you reminded me of a film that's coming out next year. Like, I'm so, I was so used to hearing HBO Max and, like, TV series. I put, I completely forgot to list this as a film. So, I had to take King Kong out real quick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was no, it was no no second thought. That's my number five. Number four, Mission Impossible 7, bro. Oh, yeah. Because the last one with Henry Cavill was my favorite movie that year that it came out like the, my favorite mission impossible by the way as well fire yeah no, so mm-hmm. number three quiet place part two the first one fire like and from what i heard like this because this movie came out like right before the pandemic was hitting so there was a lot of people that seen it which probably means absolutely nothing because everybody was blowing up on the woman 84 and we saw how that turned out so <laughs> I might have to revisit that. <laughs> so number two, No Time to Die, James Bond, looks absolutely fantastic. It looks a line of, it looks like um, Skyfall and um, Casino Royale had a baby, and they intertwined, mm. and that was the movie. So I, I, I'm I'm lit for that. And number one is Doom, bro. Mm. Easy for me. I didn't even have to like second guess it. Like when you hit me up with this topic, I'm like, oh yeah. That's my number one because it was my number two last year behind Tenet. So it was only right for it to be number one. Like Dennis is one of my favorite work um, directors working. I, I said uh, Christopher Nolan has never made a film and a f- bad film. And I feel like Martin Scorsese hasn't made a film that I disliked either. And I put Dennis, he's one of the few, like I've seen all his films and every last one of them have been fantastic. Not just good, but like fantastic. So like he's one of my favorite act- directors. Minus how Bonehead is, um, you know, the shit that he says. <laughs> <laughs> That's my top 10 with one honorable mention. What's yours? All right. Let me, because uh, I had a couple. I got I to gotta see which one. One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. So. Hey, if you got more than 10, then you, you could just add all those honorable mentions. Uh. I can't believe I forgot that Zack Snyder Justice League was a film. Oh yeah, and you forget that joint right there. So yeah, let real. me. I'm gonna start with the honorable mentions. I got three. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the first honorable mention is The Matrix 4. Um, mm-hmm. Matrix, Matrix I respect that. is one of my favorite movies of all time. And though the other two sequels haven't stacked up to that one, mm-hmm. I st- I'm still interested in Matrix. Like I said, The Matrix changed my life. So I'm, I'm definitely going to see that. Uh, okay, I respect that. Mission Impossible is, is one of the honorable mentions too. Okay. For obvious reasons. And mm-hmm. the last honorable mention is the Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out next month, next year. Mm, um, really? Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's it's produced by James Wan, so he got he has his hand mm. on it. So, I, 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 I'm, you know, I'm ready to see that, bro. All right. Okay. All right. So let's get into the, the top ten. Last on the list mm. is uh, a James Wan's uh, movie called. Maligant. Oh my God! Oh, I forgot about that film. Yeah, um, I don't know what it's about, but just the fact Fuck. that it's a James Wan horror movie, like mm-hmm. he, we talked about this back in October, and he's literally that comes out next year. Yeah, next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we talked about this before. James Wan is a horror master of this of, of this decade. You know, mm-hmm. he just every horror movie man just hits different so if he's involved in doing something count me in so mm. i got magnet uh number nine is still fresh out of his you know his dna the conjuring three um mm. really interested to see what uh patrick you know wilson does you know i, I mm-hmm. love him as an actor so and i don't see why he couldn't conquer this um, mm-hmm. So number eight is a quiet place two. Okay. Um, number seven would have to be Judas and the Black Messiah. Fire. Uh, number six, I'm going to roll with Godzilla vs Kong. The six. Okay. All right, now we get into the nitty gritty. Number five is Halloween Kills. Mm, okay, respect. Number four is No Time to Die. Mm, okay. Number three is Candyman. Mm, that's high. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited because like Yaya, man, like yes, everything that dude touches is. The guy's incredible, man. Like seriously. And then, like, you know, uh, Nia DeCosta's directing, and then this mm-hmm. guy, J- Jordan Peele, is the director, you know, as the executive producer. Like, I'm all over that. I mean, that first trailer scared the shit out of me. So I'm just like, I can only imagine what the movie is going to be like. Mm-hmm. So number two is Dune. Okay. I'm super excited to see that. Like how you mentioned earlier, I feel like it's the adult Star Wars. Like, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's playing at all. And if you know me, you know what number one is. I don't even need to be easy. Do I need to say it? Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's that's number one. So. Uh, oh, not Suicide Squad. Oh, damn. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> one day, man. One one of these days. <laughs> we we gonna shoot the fair one. You keep it up. You keep it. Uh, but uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm gonna leave that there. That's a fire list. <laughs> Slick motherfucker. 
I'm mad, bro. I forgot about that uh, James Wan film, bro. Damn. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's understandable, though, because, I mean, they haven't really released anything on it. But uh, I just yeah. saw him post on Instagram, and he posted, like, a picture of just, like, a setting he found, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, shit, boy, this is about to be good. And there's something about this film I forgot, because that's what got me excited. Supposedly, this is his first time doing, a f- I forgot what it was that he wrote and directed i forgot it was something big like it was the first time in a while that he's doing something like this i forgot what it was but as soon as i read it i was i was, I was hyped for it so damn oh yeah all right so t- sticking with 2021 and t- like hollywood and the industry have been 2020 completely flipped it on its head like unrecognizable at this point like, what are your predictions for the industry, the film industry for 2021? What do you think the outcome or the repercussions of 2020 is going to be? Ah, oh boy, that's a good one. My, my main thing that I'm looking at is just how streaming is going to affect theaters and the way mm-hmm. studios move. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Warner Brothers has come out time and time again and said that, like, you know, this is only for this year. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, I do actually believe that they mean that because I think they they know the box office draw and the money that that makes mm-hmm. but what I can also see is this model being really successful I can see that mm-hmm. happening like, like I, I'm not saying it is it's not I'm not saying that it's gonna be successful mm-hmm. but I can see it being successful you know with people want to watch movies at home we know theater has, theaters theaters have already been you know declining before covid because you know people i hear it all the time people talk about like man ticket prices be too much uh food be costing too much mm-hmm. and you know whatever all this other stuff so giving people the option to watch movies at home seems like something that could be a game changer especially like brand new movies so i do want to see how everyone adapts to it you know, if it continues and hell, even if the audience is, you know, they take it away, how are audience going to act when they don't have that home, you know, mm-hmm. demand? So that's really where I'm at and what I'm looking at mostly. Uh, what about you? Yeah, uh, pretty much the same thing. Uh, this year is going to be so telling with um, what HBO Max is doing. Wonder Woman just came out, so it's too soon to tell, but probably towards midway. I just want to see how this HBO Max deal is going to change Hollywood because I don't see how it won't. Like, this is big. This is huge. Never been done before. And if the numbers are, you know, appeasing, like, I could see other studios, as much as they want to deny it, I could see them following, you know, suit because the studio denied that Wonder Woman 1984 was, you know, going to streaming and now look at it. So mm-hmm. if HBO Max is a win, I could see like a Sony doing this, uh, Universal, even di- actually most likely Disney with uh, Disney Plus being as big as it is. So I just want to see if the, and I want to see if by chance the, like with the vaccine coming out, well, it's out for some people right now. Like I want to see how mid- 2021 looks if yeah. like theaters are by chance gonna be back or you know a spike in people going to see going to the theaters it's not gonna be back 100 percent no obviously but i just want to see if more people are gonna feel safe going to theaters i just want to see 
what you know what's what's there for uh movie theaters like you know if it's a if it's dead or if you know it's making a comeback yeah that's 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 what i want to see for 2021 mm-hmm. yeah um so speaking of 2021 moving into the new year mm-hmm. you have any hopes and you know resolutions like you know you know for yourself for the podcast uh you know what's good yeah um it's pretty much um small little stuff um you know 2020 was uh, i keep saying that's the theme of this podcast been a crazy year so i just want to get back to myself personally because you you know I, I told you about it you know gone through some shit this year mm-hmm. that unexpected so i just want to get 100 percent back to myself 2021 but as far as the podcast bro i just want to continue to grow because we when we first talked about it, like, it was just that you know a thought, and you know, and to see we're twelve episodes in now, to see where it's it's, it's gotten, we we got a you know a nice little following, you know, people interact with us on Twitter, etc. Like, I couldn't be more thrilled with um the projection uh, where this podcast is going. First and foremost, bro, that's I just want to keep it steady, and um I want to work like. Like we, we like we talked on the side, and I see how it, it, it's a little bit inspiring seeing like all the work that you're doing behind the scenes to get to your to the goal that you have, and I and, you know we share the same goals, and seeing you put I, I tell you I, I know a lot of people they they talk they talk a big game, but when it really comes down to it, they're they're not really about it. But seeing somebody actually puts all that hard work in, it, it's inspiring. So I want to push myself. To get towards that goal, cause this nine to five shit, bro. God damn. Who are you telling? <laughs> it's ain't the beat, bro. So, nah. yeah, it's more of a like, yeah. First and foremost, man. Glad you're my co-host. Oh, for sure. Twenty twenty one. I can't wait. Um, cause I, I, I know this podcast is gonna keep growing. It, it, like the numbers are great. So, yeah. So Ooh. I'm just thankful, bro. That's what I'm looking for, towards. More success. Oh yeah, yeah. What about you, man? You know, same thing. Like you know, when uh, when you brought the idea to me, and it's crazy mm-hmm. because you brought the idea to me, and we ain't even really like know each other like that. It was like a couple, <laughs> wow. couple you know, a couple exchanges, you know, with, um, like that. It's like me and this man. For everybody listening, me and this this, this dude literally met this year, mm-hmm. exchanging on Twitter, like. You know, it, I think it started. I think you would ask me about like meat meal or something. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I think that's who it was. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, you asked me about meat meal and uh, about, about a song. I don't know how I, you must have seen me tweet about a song or something. I don't, I'm not sure how. Mm-hmm. Um, but you asked me about it, and I was, you know, I was like, "Yo, it's cool." You know, then I explained it, and you was like, "You could tell by the way I responded that I'm not just a surface level type of, you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. And. And then you, your retort showed me that, like, okay, there's something here. And then you asked me about something else. I forget, it was something movie-related. And when you did that, I was like, hmm, this, you know, you're in the film, too. And mm-hmm. I was kind of just thinking, like, oh, this, this is dope. Another, you know, another mutual. Because I've, I've met a lot of good people on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when you sent me the DM, like, yo, would you want to do a podcast talking about film and rap? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I would. Like, I actually want to do that because I don't think mm-hmm. I can't recall any film 
um podcast you know with with, with, with black people you know what i'm saying like i, I just don't mm-hmm. music is always a thing because but you know film as as like the head top heavy i was like yeah let's do it so it's grown i think if you listen to us now compared to the first episode i feel like the chemistry and everything is just a whole not in day like i said like enough for nothing bro like you my dude and we ain't just co-hosts like like mm-hmm. you my guy like if you lived if we lived in the same city like it would be a thing of like i'm coming to your spot you come over we cook a sunday you come through you know <laughs> that, that, that's like, fact so, you know what i'm saying you, you and wifey come over and, and you know like that's that's the kind of level we are so i just want to keep continuing to build for ourselves and keep motivating each other you know mm-hmm. you know because like i say you motivate me to look at you know more you know become more inclined with movies because i know how you are with it so mm-hmm. and uh as far as the podcast goes man i'm speaking it into existence now okay i i want to get ray fisher on the show bro ray fisher of uh you know famously known for playing cyborg mm-hmm. i want to get him on the show and talk to him and and it, I don't want to talk to him about, you know, the controversy. I don't care about that. Like, let me not say I don't care about that, but point bank, you know, point bank period, you know, um, I'm on his side. I believe him. I stand with him. Mm-hmm. We stand with him. Like, we know what it's like. Facts. So Agree. I, I don't want to talk to him about that, but I just want to get him on a show where he's talking to some brothers. You know what I mean? Like, no disrespect to anybody he's spoken to, but I just <laughs> know that it's different when you're talking to somebody that can understand where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. and vice versa just like because you know i want to just pick his brain like you know as a person like yo like what got you in the film like you know uh what's your experience like in hollywood you know mm-hmm. what's something that you can tell us that you know that we'll understand and they could reach a, a mass you know because i feel like with the black community a lot of times not to say we hold ourselves back but we won't speak to other you know people about certain things because we know they can't understand you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yep i really want to have a homegrown talk you know we just shooting shooting this shit with them you know what i mean so i'm speaking into existence now uh ray fisher if you're listening i want to we want to talk to you bro film fiends on twitter mm-hmm. jason on twitter we want to talk to you and we're gonna make it happen i'm speaking into existence and we are gonna grow this podcast and keep it going man but ray that would be big ray <laughs> We want you, man. Like we want to talk to you, brother. Love what you're doing. Solid, brother. Anytime I hear you talk, like, like love you, my man. Like I want to see you keep prospering. But we want you on the film wrap up podcast. You heard? And you know what's even crazier? Everybody was worried about his career possibly taking a hit. But man, just got signed on to another uh, film, so yeah, or TV. You know, like that's that's huge. You know what I'm saying when you live in your truth, you don't have to worry about stuff mm-hmm. in the head. You know what I mean? So I salute, I salute you, Ray. Uh, you know, look forward to hearing from you next year. Look forward to talking to you on here. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm saying it like it's going to happen. So anyway, that's my resolution. I second that. Yeah. So moving on, you know, this is the film wrap up. So it's time to get mm-hmm. music, man. Uh, you brought this to my attention and I was like, you know what? This, this is something we should talk about. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask where this came from. Because when you told me, I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, okay. Uh, do you think well-known rappers should um, hang it up once they get to a certain age? <laughs> because a lot of these dudes, man, they get to an age and they just just shit on their whole legacy by just either saying crazy stuff or doing crazy stuff. So, what's 
what is your side of the question and what's the example that made you even think of this? Well, I'm going to start off with the example first, and I, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, Eminem just came out with his side B of uh, music to be murdered by, I believe it's called. And to me, uh, Eminem, well, I'll let everybody know Eminem's in my top five, top three uh, favorite rappers of all time. Like, you ask my top five list, he's in there. Like, like growing up, listening to his music, like... <laughs> The, 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 like the dude he wasn't just a gimmick he wasn't just a white dude like spitting like he could actually spit and hold his and like you know hold hold a song with whoever he's on and outshine him you know from time to time so uh and then i heard his his music recently and minus kamikaze and i and i know you're not thrilled of that film i mean that film that album everything else has been pretty much trash and he keeps putting it on and and it's all now it's like a gimmick he'll put out an album and it's just dissing a bunch of people and 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 i'm like eminem was known to be like one of the greatest of all time now he's in battles with mgk like that's what pe that's what that's what people know him like he's been in in the rap game for over 20 years it's a new generation a lot of people are not going back listening to his older music. They're listening to his new stuff, and, he, and his, I think his reputation is taking a hit. Like he he looks like the old dude that still thinks he could, you know, go to bar, bar to bar with the younger dudes. It's it's and, and that's not the case. I think he's doing more harm to his career than um good. And this is not for every um, rapper. There's special occasions. Not everybody is a Jay Z that's 50 years old. And Stewie annihilating whoever is on the track with, like, but not everybody's Jay Z. That's that's Jay Z. He's considered the greatest of all time, the GOAT for so many people. And then you also have people like Kanye, who's like in his 40s now, and he's, yeah, I won't even go there. Mm -mm. But then on the other, and then you flip the coin, you got somebody like Pusha T. But Pusha T for me is different. He's able to preserve his career because. He came out of a group and he doesn't have that much solo material. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I agree. So like that's that, that, those were the examples and I, and Lil Wayne as well. Like Lil Wayne, at a, there was a time that Lil Wayne could say I'm the greatest rapper alive and people actually believed it. Now Lil Wayne says that he's just like you know it, it's a joke. So I feel like certain rappers like it's it's blatantly obvious if you lost it like. Like you, you clearly have a keen ear for music. Like I feel like there's no shame in hanging it up. Like look at Fifty, like, like Fifty, like he's I think like forty something years old. He ain't dropped music out for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like he switched. He he did a complete one eighty. Dude is killing it. Like he got TV shows coming out left and right. He's producing films, and like if he were to drop like a you know a cele uh, like a c celebration album like randomly that would be cool but like to fully be on the grind like dropping left and right dissing people acting like he's still like number one like eh, you know it's it's causing more harm mm. it's, it's just like it's just like with everything like you get older all right i'm not gonna dress like i'm 15 yet anymore you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna do such and such it's just evolving as you know human beings like like you clearly lost it if your career reputation means that much to you like if you're because, you know, that's Eminem, that's Lil Wayne. Like, you know, just know when to hang it up and stop making a clown. Stop making a fool of yourself. That's where it came from me. Ooh, yikes. Mm -hmm. 
certain people. Yeah, my boy Darren is not gonna like that. <laughs> I know he told me his favorite uh, <laughs> rapper is Evan. Mister Eminem was like, oof. Yeah, uh, we might have to uh, scratch this uh, segment. I, I think Agent he ain't gonna like that either. I think he gonna he gonna come at your neck, so be prepared. Like he like Eminem too. Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly. Oh shit! So both of them are gonna be right at your neck, and I'm gonna hold my hands up and be like, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, no, not for they might come for me too for what I'm about to say. So okay. And it's funny you say that because those two are literally the biggest examples that that comes from too. Um, mm-hmm. See, with Eminem, with me, it's not the dissing. For me, it's more so just the music you make, man. It's like I don't think Eminem has anything left to say. Exactly. So he's just doing stuff like, yeah, Eminem is is a wordsmith. Yes, he 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 got bars. Yes, he can rhyme six words in one line. Yes, he can rap fast. <laughs> yes, he can do a whole bunch of multis and flip the flows and blah blah blah. Yeah, that that's all still there and accurate, but. He just, for, for me personally, listening to his music, I just don't hear a message, or like, and I'm not saying the message has to be some spiritual positivity or whatever, but it needs to be something. Mm-hmm. It's just him rapping words. It don't really hold any type of weight for me personally, mm-hmm. and that's my biggest problem. When you don't have nothing to say, I feel like your music isn't the best because, like, you take his homie, Royce the Five Nine. Fire. Who who's you know in the same you know talent talent pool in my opinion like uh, like Royce is on another level like Jesus like mm-hmm. and you could tell he has stuff to say so his music reflects that but yeah Eminem I think I, I don't know why he keeps trying but uh and then again with Lil Wayne now with Lil Wayne he he's the same way I don't feel like he has anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. Little Wayne just needs to do guest verses because when he gets on a guest verse, he tears it to shit. Kills it. He kills it because on a guest verse, you're just there to talk about the subject. Like I, I think about his verse on the Benny the Butcher album, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. like Wayne, what? Like it's clear you still can rap, but you know, certain things it, it is time to hang it up. So I, I, I gotta say I agree with you. You know what I mean? So yeah, so they coming for you too then. <laughs> but, um, hey, hey, I'm, uh, I'll take it because you know it pains me to say that because both of them dudes are two of my favorites like ever. So, exactly. You know. Like like Little Wayne here in my top ten probably. Eminem is definitely in my top five still. So yeah, again, both of them are definitely in my top ten like for sure. Like you know, so, mm-hmm. it, I'm I'm just being a fan and it's just like bro, come on man, stop. So uh, exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's 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 say moving on. You know, mm-hmm. this is the wrap up. So. Top 10 albums of the year. What's up? My top 10 albums of the year. Alright. I, I, I realize I actually that's crazy. That's the first year I could say I listened to more rap albums than I did. Then I watched uh new movies. Crazy. Yeah, it's the opposite for me actually. Like I I had to like kind of scrape the barrel. To find out albums. Yeah, to find like ones that I like. Yeah, for the last one, um, I had to do for my number 10 but yeah and you're gonna see why you probably <laughs> my number 10 cause I listened to a lot of albums but not all of it hit like I wanted it to I was kinda disappointed uh number 10 is Logic No Pressure <clears throat> yeah, alright no joke like it was it was Logic uh No Pressure barely scraped it the rest of the albums I didn't care about 
and number ten, number nine is um Little Baby's album. You keep talking, and it's weird. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's it's fire, and it's weird because I don't, I didn't, I used to listen to Little Baby here and there, but uh, I felt this year like he really got into his own. Like certain rappers, they get into their zone and they start like they they start making great music, like Nipsey's um album before he passed away like that that's the best he ever sounded that he was hitting his stride and i believe in my turn by little baby that, 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 that's his best album mm, okay and number eight i have uh jeezy's albums oh yeah yeah okay yeah and that's coming from me and when you told me about it i told you i probably won't even listen to the album yeah <laughs> i i haven't heard a good Jeezy album in a while and, and it made my top 10 Number seven, I know for a fact you're not gonna agree. Uh, Big Sean, Detroit Two. No, I think it's a good album. Like, I just, okay, okay, it's a good album. I don't know for a fact then. Yeah, it's, it's best, long, but it's, it's a good album. It, super, but uh, best Big Sean um, album I've heard ever. And number six, Nas King's Disease. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That see, he's another example of. Like like certain MCs, like he's not with a gimmick. He's straight music, and he actually still has more to say. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my number six and my number five. I had to represent Pop Smoke. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I, I had to. That that's probably like out of any album, this and another album that I have higher up in the list is um I listened to the most this year. Um, Pop Smoke, like beforehand, I thought he was straight gimmick. The voice, you know, you know that, that like he he he, re, he resembles Fifty from time to time, mm-hmm. and then I actually listened to the album, like like actually listened to it. It, it, it got some joints on there, so right. I enjoyed the fuck out this album. So that's my number five, and number four, I kind of cheated, kind of, but not really. A Roddy Rich album. What he, he put an album up? It see that's why I said I kind of cheated. It came out late twenty nineteen, but it didn't really hit into 2020 oh rowdy rich okay never mind I, when you said rowdy yeah rich, i was thinking about uh rowdy rebel from uh smurder gang nah. he, he's not a jail. he just came out here i'm gonna say how he just came... nah nah but um rowdy's rich that's that's probably uh please excuse me for being anti-social bro fire bro i don't know if you ever heard it no nah, i haven't heard it no yeah i don't even know if that's your type of music to be honest but like yeah that album was fire and uh now <laughs> This was tough, my top three. That's where th- this was tough. So um, number three, I went with Black Thought Streams of uh, Thought Volume Three. Okay, okay. That's my number three. Number that that album, bro. I, huh? I know who your number one is. You don't know. I'm impossible. My number two, Benny the Butcher, bro. Whoa. Okay. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah, I told you. I told you. You don't know my number one. And my number one, bro, Royce, bro. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I just. Like before making this list, I'm like, damn, Benny was that actually was hard. But I'm like, Royce, though, like still to this day, like, like from the, and this film, this album came out what in February, March or whatever. February. Mm-hmm. Still listening to it, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's like a whole what ten months later. So oh. that's my top ten, and that's my number one, bro. Okay, all right, all right. I always wanted that Benny is number one. Mm-mm, number two. All right, cool, cool, bet. Um, all right, so my, my top 10. Um, honestly, my 10th my, my album isn't even a rap album. <laughs> what is it? I want to hear this. It's, uh, 
it's the damn uh, Trolls World Tour album. <laughs> I can't tell you for real if you. <laughs> I'm dead ass, yo. Like, that slaps, dog. Like, tell me, when you, when you become a parent, man, you just start learning about stuff that. And listening to things you never thought you listened to. But it's actually a bro. It's actually a good album. Like I'm sorry to cut you off, but I have to at this point, bro. I don't care what you say. I'm cutting this and making a clip out of this, bro. Hey, go ahead, man. Like I'm telling you, listen to it, uh go listen to it. There's some James on there. Like that first joint come on, you can be like, oh, wait. <laughs> My shoulders bobbing. Like, I'm telling you, you think I'm playing. But there's some good stuff on that album, bro. Oh, that's funny. But because, uh, like I said, it's it's been a for me personally, it's been like a lackluster year when it comes to like uh, mm-hmm. like uh, rap music. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. So I agree. I could put Savage Life there, you know, Twenty One Savage, just just there. Mm-hmm. But I ain't listened to it. Like, I listened to it like maybe once. But same, you know. So I can't really put it there when I had it when I had this album tucked away, um, you know, as number ten and. I do have an honorable mention because it came out last year, last December. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't really want to cheat, so I'm gonna just be like, I'm gonna put it on its own. But Kachanada, uh, Bubba, um, that mm. it's, it's it's like a house slash funk rap album, like music. It's it's really hard to explain. You gotta hear it to to, to understand what I mean. But it's okay. fire from start to finish. Like if if that was if I included it, it would actually be like in my top like five easily. But uh, okay. So, number nine is Detroit, uh, Big Sean. Really, I'm surprised. Well, it's a good album, bro. Like you know what I mean, like it's, it's, again, it's just long as hell. I just wish it was okay. twelve records, and I could I would play it back to back. But with it being so long, I don't play that much. Uh, <laughs> number eight is one of my uh, my boys' albums. Uh, it's called Get Familiar. Um, mm-hmm. I that album. Number seven, believe it or not, uh, that Drake album is on there. That uh, what? Dark Lane demo tape. Okay, I'm surprised. Damn. No, because here's the thing with Drake, right? Drake, and it's it's like why did it's like the dude is like magical somehow, right? Because I don't think that he makes particularly great projects as a whole, mm-hmm. but he'll have like. He'll he'll have like, like 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 maybe like half of the album will be spread out throughout a whole album, right? That'll be mm-hmm. real strong joints that I just go back to and listen to. Mm-hmm. He always is like he'll have like a strong ten that I'll literally keep listening to. I agree. So as like I gotta like there's songs right now that I still be bumping, so I gotta put him in there. Um, number six is that Jay Z album, A Written Testimony. <laughs> It's so hard, man. I'm telling you. That's exactly why I kept that out of my top ten, bro. It's a whole. What? You right? So I, number number six is is that Jay Z album featuring Electronica with a testimony. Five is Recession Two. Okay. Number four is King's Disease Nas. Uh. Number three is Streams of Thought Volume Three. Okay. And. <laughs> Number the, the number two spot is burden of proof. <laughs> so we got the same top top three then. Yep. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. It's just because with with, with 
the first two, right? I listened to them back to mm-hmm. back, and Burner Proof is fire, like viable mm-hmm. fire, like that early two thousands feel. Mm-hmm. But man, Royce, man, like exactly, like when you talk about lyricism and lyricists, like Royce is just to me, like Royce, in, in my opinion, people probably gonna gonna agree with this, but I think Royce is probably the best rapper. Like that's that's like uh, he's best rapper. What right now? Yeah, he's literally. Let me not say best. He's he's literally one of the best rappers alive. Like I agree with that. Like, and if you if I had to pick a five that I think like are on the same level of best rappers alive, Royce is. Mm-hmm. I mean, his penmanship is crazy. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the. You think he's better than um, Kiss? Yeah, for sure, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, like from a, like when you start breaking down like. You know, sonically listening to it, it may not seem like it, but when you actually mm-hmm. start breaking down the, the different technical points of, of lyricism, it, it's not like it ain't, it's not close. Um, huh. I mean, Royce's. Is... <sighs> I'm trying to think of an example. Um, that, that's that's the best way to put it. Uh, let me see what's what somebody said. Uh... <laughs> like he rhymes. Um, <laughs> Let me say, uh, like, like a word like uh, um, Brenda. If Brenda dropped it, right, that syllable, mm-hmm. he'll literally fill a line with that same syllable four times in one bar. Mm-hmm. But unlike Eminem, though, it actually all narratively makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. just aimless rhyming where he's just like. Uh, I get it popping. My tense is docking. Like he, it ain't just aimlessly, you know, said. It's actually like building and leading to something. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, a song called uh, "Thou Shall Not." Like that song is like, whew, whew, shit. but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's number no, number one for me easily. Okay. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid top ten. Oh uh, yeah, but before we move on though, we talking about albums that dropped this year, bro. Come on now, you, you gotta congratulate yourself. Three tops, bro. You, three types you dropped it this year, bro. Um, that's that's easily, <laughs> that's that's easily, easily in there somewhere. I'm surprised you ain't put that in there. Nah, I don't do that. I don't. I don't, I don't put myself in uh in my top albums. But you, you gotta acknowledge it though. We're talking about albums that dropped this year. Yeah, I mean, shit was fire. I, you know. When I put the I saw how um agent broke it down too. That was dope. Yeah, he 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 broke it all the way down too. Like I, I mm-hmm. would consume everything the way he consumed that. It's like, like he he a hundred percent understood what I was trying to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a different mind when it comes to music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um sticking with music and our albums, twenty twenty one is about to come and um what albums are you looking forward to for twenty twenty one or or any artist that you want to drop an album in 2021, just in case you don't know what album is coming out? Honestly, I, the only two that I can really think about, because I ain't gonna lie, I kind of, uh, I kind of forgot, I skimmed over this topic. I think I must have forgot to look at it. I ain't gonna lie. Because I, I, I was like, the, the uh, most anticipated, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't even, <laughs> I don't even have nothing. Uh, 
but from, from what I do remember seeing, the only ones that I'm looking forward to, I think Push is supposed to drop next year again. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I saw him on live. He was talking to his manager, and he was, you know, it was, it was just popping, popping shit. Mm-hmm. So Push, I'm always, I'm always here for him, and and, and, and crazy Kanye, like I'm always here for a, a Kanye record, man. Because mm-hmm. with him, he, he's had duds, but what it's like when when he drops something that does hit, man, mm-hmm. it's something, something else. So that's really it, man. Honestly, because um, even the artists I do like. They released like last year, or so I don't really see them uh, mm-hmm. releasing. Well, what about you? Because I mean, you probably are way more well versed. Oh yeah, of course, of course, because um, shit, Cold City is gonna drop his album in November. It's December now, and, I, and the streets still ain't been fair yet. So that's what I'm waiting for. Uh, that's the number one anticipated album I got next year is Cold. I, I just want Cold, man. Like. Mm. I want him to make an album that he doesn't produce. Yeah, I agree. Because I agree. To jump ship back to you know the top, you know our top albums. I think that's what makes Benny the Butcher's album so great is because mm-hmm. it's on different production. Like it's not on mm-hmm. you know his 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 uh, home sound. It's like on more aggressive sounding beats, and it mm-hmm. brings something out of him. And I feel like Cole needs that because every time he's on a feature. He tears it to shreds because he ain't make the beat. Murders. All he got to focus on is just rapping. And, like, I mean, mm-hmm. you heard him. Nothing new under the sun. Nobody fucking was like, what? Fire. Bob Lobo? Like, when, when, mm-hmm. like bro. His, when you are uh, do Royce in the track, bro. Bro, yeah. Like, BC, before cell phones. Like, mm-hmm. like. You know what's my favorite? It's not one of my favorite. Um whole verses and I don't hear nobody talk about it is that joint he had with Wale bro oh yeah uh, what's it called uh, yeah bro bro whole that is- ate that shit though oh my god what, what did he say he was like a- <laughs> run run like a fucking black quarterback oh my god what did he say something he's like a, like a shoot what did he say you, 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 what did he say you fool daisy I remember that line when he said IV, IV, when he was talking about yeah. <laughs> You used to forgazy shit. Some, 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 I shoot. Mm-hmm. I was like, this nigga is. When, when Cole wanted to be on it, bro. One of his hardest bar, uh, first ever, bro. God damn. Man said, come through in an all black ghost like Christmas past. Like, Jesus. <laughs> right. And nobody talk about that verse. I don't get it, bro. Like, it's like it never happened. Yeah, like he, he, the whole run, where, where I think it was the last year when he was just hopping on. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was it. Like in the song on, like the song on uh, the Revenge of the Dreamers, like that Lana just said. He said, "I want to pop my shit. I want to cop all whipping cash." And on that note, pull up on them folks in an all black ghost like Christmas past, vicious ass, mm. same outfit that the shit that he did just have. Part of my staff, please. Um, part of my staff, they. Uh, Part in that smoke that's just my staff. Quick smoke ain't seen this type gas. Like what? When Cole wants to rap, man. That's the- Cole has improved though. From um, not Friday Night. What's that first? His first album when he had all that um radio singles on it. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Sideline story. 
Yeah, from sideline story, bro, because his mixtape Cole has always been fire. To see where he evolved to now, bro, like that shit is crazy. KOD, I still bump yeah, yeah. to this day, bro. Yeah, like, and it's so prominent, like now listen to KOD and you have a, what was it? Juice World that um OD'd, um, Mac, like all, all these different um artists that, you know, that are struggling or struggle with with drugs and this man dropped a whole album a whole year before all that shit talking about like mm-hmm. ATM yeah he mm, this, this do fire so that's the number one album I'm looking for it's forward to next year um if Kendrick so, drops which I'm hoping he drops oh yeah I'm waiting for that I'm actually curious for uh Drake's album it's coming out this uh next month for sure well supposedly for sure um I, I always whatever he said he's gonna drop out an album I'm always anticipated for it. Like I do get let down from time to time because, well, you know, it's it's he's never it, it's never a focused album. He'll 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 do track like this, track like that. I, I want a solid uh, Drake album, bro. And I'm hoping uh, we'll finally get it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, one of your favorite artists, I think he's dropping one, Meek Mill. So I'm I'm, I'm ready for that. Speaking of that, you know what I do want to? You just reminded me of something. Album I am looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, I should have never said that. No, I'm not. I'm not about to be funny. I'm be maybe at ass. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ross's new album. I'm not. Uh, okay. Because um, last Ross is hit him. It's hit or miss with me, bro. But see, I like this. I don't know what a it, lot, man. Like, uh, uh, I don't think I listened to it. Yo. <laughs> 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 I, I think you, uh, you give that one uh, a go. Really? You know, it's funny, right? I remember texting uh. homies. I was like, man, I think it's over for Ross, right? I was like, I think it's... Exactly. I, I think literally, literally, I said that. Because if I'm not mistaken, his album came out... Was it last year? Let me look just to make sure. Album was... What? Put him in, man. Well, you know what? His last one wasn't that good. When I think about it, Port of Miami 2 was the last one. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that one. So I, I, I get you on that. I think the one I'm thinking about is. Wait a fucking minute. Hold up. They're not including the one that I like, Port of Miami. Do you remember the name? Let me see what's wrong with me. Oh, no, no. Okay. I, I got it wrong. The last album I did like of him was Rather You Than Me. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't bad. But that was a whole three years ago. Yeah, I, I, for some reason I, I thought that was last year. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, Ross is hit or miss. But you know, I'm still looking for that Maybach music album. Like, I want the whole album to sound mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'm looking for that. Mm-hmm. Um, based off the title, it's called Richer Than I Ever Been. So I'm, I feel like it's gonna be like a luxurious album. So mm-hmm. I'm I can see that. Looking forward to it for that. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, and I didn't even know push was dropping, so I'll, I'll be looking for that, sure for sure. And um, you know, every podcast asks the same question. Two weeks, it's been two weeks, and you're the rap nerd. We know you're listening to music. What have you listened to lately? Um, literally, it's 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 been Royce Allegory, mm-hmm. Benita Butcher. And um, Black Door. It's been them three albums because I've been listening. Because mm. I already knew those three were going to be in my top. 
Mm. So I just moved into one back to back. Like, okay, let me let me configure. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, what about you? Yeah, that's crazy that our top three was the exact same. That's funny. Fight. But um, yeah, can't, can't deny it. Uh, besides that, I was listening to those as well because you know I knew I had to make a top ten. I was waiting for this uh, list. But um, I, I I randomly went through my uh, phone and I had this album on there. And I'm like, you know, let me listen to some good Drake. And uh, I was listening to if you were reading this, it's too late. Oh yeah, that's the shit right there. Yeah, bro. That is, God damn, his Ghost Rider, bro. He, he, he need to hire a dude back <laughs> for real. Quentin Miller. <laughs> God damn, that show was fire. I like for, like literally, huh? That album was hard, man. Yeah, for literally from beginning to end, bro. Uh, like this. There's so many tracks on here that's fire, and it's mostly rapping, rapping Drake too. So this is the last, I say this is the last fire album that uh, Drake dropped from that that I heard. I'm like, oh yeah, this shit hard, and that's what 2015, five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I that's what I was listening to. <clears throat> and with that being said. Uh, m- movies, TV shows. What have you watched recently? Um, like I said, I just watched Tenet last night, so that's one. Um, mm-hmm. I gotta say, One Woman eighty four. Since I watched it four times, <laughs> that's true. Um, I watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine too recently. Mm. Was that the first time or no? It was like my third time watching it. Um, Your third? Yeah, my third time watching it. Damn. Okay, that's a long movie too. Yeah, I, you know, um, I think it's just it, it's 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 masterful directing, man. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, the shots, and the color palettes being used. Yes. Uh, the story, like, I mean, bro, that shot when he walks out from the dust, bro. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's one. Because um, when Christmas had passed I, I just watched a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't Christmas related mm-hmm. and uh there's one more oh I watched Jurassic Park recently um the other day and that's one of your favorite movies of all time right it's still one of my favorites still holds up mm-hmm. and, like it's excellent and that's pretty much it um I'm pretty sure there's something I watched a few Netflix joints um there's this movie like what Ava Snoring, um, Jessica Chastain. It's like some action movie where she's it's typical shit. Uh, she's an assassin and, and they try to pretty much kill her. It's, it's typical. It ain't, ain't nothing to hoot. Shocker. Yeah. That's why I didn't say nothing about it. And there's another one called Peppermint. And it's called. Oh, I saw that a while ago with, um, I forgot her name. Uh, Jennifer Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know. I'm glad you said it. I'm like, yo, your family gets killed off. You disappear and show up with like all these skills. You don't even say how you got. <laughs> is anyone going to reveal how she's so skilled? <laughs> that movie is ridiculous. Anyway, uh, what, what you been watching? Um, still uh, mainly TV shows. I I finished um, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <clears throat> That that's probably the most frustrating show I've ever seen in my life. I uh, I don't even know what to say. Like the decisions, the main character, what's her name, June? Yeah, does is mind-boggling dumb. Like uh, it makes 
absolute no sense. And they just, they, I, I see the show gets a lot of, you know, acclaim, but they want, they, like, you have to, reality in the show is not realistic because some of the shit she does and gets away from with makes no sense. Any other hand, May does that shit, they're gone, just like that. But her, <laughs> she, she getting rewarded for that shit. But, um, yeah, but it's a heavy a heavy TV show, bro. God damn. Yeah, hell, heavy wow. ain't even a word, man. I, 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 I understated it. Oh, my God. I felt like I needed to bathe in um, holy water after <laughs> after watching that show. <laughs> um, but besides that, I don't know if you're caught up, um, Mandalorian. Of course, my nigga. Oh, my. Bro. <laughs> the last episode, though? Woo! Bruh, yeah. chills on top of chills. Yeah, I, hey, I'm, I'm speechless, bro. When that the X-wing pulled in, I was like, hmm. And then that green lightsaber shot out. I was like, I know that's not who I think it is. That's what. That's exactly what I said, bro. And then that score when he was laying waste to them fools on. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm big on score. I don't know if you realize that. Like, like score to me to carry. Um, if it's TV show or movie, if it's done right, bro. Oh my God, that shit. Score was... is 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 ridiculously. Mm-hmm. That's one reason why I love the DCEU so much because yes, yes, like, yes. Score heavy, like I mean, mm-hmm. they implement the right music to really put you in the feel of what's being what's going on. Um, and I'm sorry, that's another reason. Um, this this I'm actually not trying to be an asshole. That's what <laughs> irritated me with Suicide Squad, bro. Like instead of using scores, they use like modern day, you know, music and shit like that. You know, I, uh, I mean, the original version, like from Dare Abraham mm-hmm. House, he said there's none of that in there. So that's why I'm really interested. That's what pisses what me. What he did with. Agree. He said it's all score. He's like, there's no like pop records or nothing in there. And that made no sense. Like. Uh... Let me not get into the Suicide Squad, bro, because we're gonna add another hour to this podcast. I know you you despise that film, so shit. It's not, but it's not my work, so I'll tell you that. Um, and I watched the original Wonder Woman, well, twenty seventeen Wonder Woman, and God damn, bro, that shit. Whew. The first two acts of that film were fucking so, fantastic. Huh? You watched that movie before Wonder Woman eighty four. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. See that? That's, that's why you hate it as much as I didn't even want to do it. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it because I, I know it's not gonna. I probably would have would have really been upset if had I watched it ahead of time. Like, yes. See, now you see where I'm coming from. But I did that because I didn't expect. Because I watched it before, you know, everybody else got to see 1984, so I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. And bro, oh my God, 26. That's why I, I kept harping on the tone. Of 1984 coming from that and into this film you're like you're like what the fuck yeah <laughs> like it don't even see it, it don't it's not the same character bro but but from no man's land i didn't realize like from no man's land to when she gets to that little village mm-hmm. bro the action set piece that's what i'm saying for like 15 holy shit was it bro that's why that's why I have such an issue with the way the action was handled in that movie. Oh, How do you go from this to that? Like, bruh, my, she, she hopped into the city, punched the nigga, mm-hmm. swung the lasso, pulled the nigga to her, and did a spinning roundhouse kick. I'm like, crazy. Where is this at? Like, 
bro, some of the shots that when she crashed into the warehouse and then or building and then out when she's kicking the dude out and the glass is flaring everywhere, bro. Oh my god, I mean, bro. bro! That scene when she first even enters the warehouse when she crashes through the glass. Yes. And like you can see like the glass kind of like, you know, bro. That was Batman vibes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like how do we? What happened? <laughs> you know. Exactly. And then um like, <laughs> bro, this movie is fantastic. I, I, but I did get annoyed though. I ain't gonna lie. Um, watching the third act, and then knowing, like recently, you know, Patty Jenkins saying how her third act would have been, and then watching this third act pissed me off, bro. I, it, oh, my blood was boiling. I'm like, man, this movie would have easily, easily been like been my number one because it teeters one woman and uh, Man of Steel because Man of Steel is straight fire, mm-hmm. but um. The weakest point of that film was the third act. I don't hate it like some like some people just flat out hate the third act. I just think it's the weakest part of the film. And if how Patty Jenkins wanted it to be, this film would have been crazy. Like yeah. goddamn. Come on, so. Aries turning into like, like, a, like I was just like, this is crazy. Like that that would have been crazy to see. Like, bro, and she held down Wonder Woman just by his foot. That's how strong he was, bro. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And the actual, and they said, I think Man of Steel level fight scenes. Yeah. Between her and Ares. Oh my God, bro. That's. <sighs> Thank you, Warner Brothers. Thank you. Thank you. Fucking more. Yeah, all, all could. But gotta um, clean it up because Zach was involved. That's, that's crazy, like. That's dumb, bro. That'd be. Uh, let me not. I'm, my blood is starting to boil again. But. <laughs> there you go. This is uh, episode 12 of the film wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Next time you hear us, it's gonna be 2021. Yeah, yeah, man. So everybody, stay safe, like always. Like 2020 is over with. But as much as everybody wants 2021 to be brand new and everything, you know, starts over, it's not gonna happen. You're still gonna have to wear your mask. So yeah, please keep on doing that. <laughs> like it's not magically gonna disappear. But um, to you, bro, much success. Uh, 2021 is going to be a big year for this podcast for us both individually so yes sir keep doing you bro uh like i said like seeing your hard work yo it's it's really inspiring keep it up and yeah man more success for you oh yeah same saying to go at you man like i want to see you flourish you know um i I know you've been working on some things that's why you've been busy i ain't gonna reveal it but i I know you (laughs) working like a a racehorse so i'm ready to see what you've been working on i'm ready to, for that to flourish i'm ready for this podcast to flourish and like i said earlier speaking into existence big things are coming believe it facts big things are coming uh we both working for ourselves and working with this podcast with each other so yeah and well wishes to everybody listening thank you all for listening for this year and again definitely keep rocking with us tell your friends tell your mom tell your grandmother tell everybody <laughs> about the film wrap-up podcast man mm-hmm. Uh, before we log off, let everybody know where they could follow you. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Rap Nerd JSO on all, everything. Social media, YouTube, find me there. Um, let them know you, man. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, it's pretty simple. All social media, including YouTube, simply at Film Fiends. And, you know, pretty active. Uh, I, I try to be pretty active on all social medias. Sometimes I do go ghost. It's just, you know, my nature. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Everybody stay safe and 2021. Here we come.
<laughs> Might as well say it now. Happy New Year's. Yes, sir. Alright, man. Peace. One. Film wrap up. They want to know. We tell them once and they still ask us. But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we got to fill that cup. We never chill, ask them. When they come to film wraps, bro. We keep it real, that's yeah. us. It don't matter whether early or late. We are still make the scoop. Even though we on digital, we keep it real, they shoot. Bro, we ill with it too, so you know the deal with the truth. We know this field isn't cute, but we got them social skills like the troops. We had discussions about each of the stars. Our opinion makes us leave you in awe. We may talk about the box office numbers and see which movie really beat up the charts. Drama filled, genre films, boom bap down the track rap. Treat the door like a snack pack. We on our bag like a knapsack. Film fiend and the rap nerd. We mean our exact words. Can't forget about the comic side. Guaranteed to make the comics rise. Shout out to all of the listeners. Showing love to my guy and I. We just been doing our job for sure. Putting in work like a nine to five. This is the film rap. They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us The people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us This is the film wrap-up They want to know, we tell them once and they still ask us But the people are thirsty for knowledge and we gotta fill that cup We never chill, ask them When they come to film raps, bruh We keep it real, that's us